Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice, coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back, coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat, no need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Morning. It is indeed craps and we are here to talk craps. I'm Phil Lindsay, of course. Not alone. Here with my righteous co-host. Righteous Rich, what's going on, bro? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. I've been doing a lot of writing. I've been doing a lot of rapping, and I've been doing a whole lot of podcasts and been super duper Media Man very recently. Very excited about some developments that are developing that are soon to be released that people can't talk about. But there's a lot of very cool things going on right now behind the scenes. And when they're in front of the scenes, everybody's going to be super excited about it. Um... Philip Lindsay, how are you, man? What's going on today? How's Chicago? Is it hot out there? What's summer in Chicago hitting like right now in August? As in, I'm going to be in Chicago at the beginning of September. What kind uh, of clothes should I bring? Like, prep me for this because I haven't, I don't know nothing. Um, It might be trying to start getting cold by September. It might not be that okay. bad, though. 
Okay. But no, it's it's really hot here now. Because um, that's, that's the thing here. It, this is the city of extremes, man. Like, when it's yeah. cold, it's really cold. When it's hot, it's really, really hot. Um, mm. So it's been really hot. and like, But now it's, like, raining and stuff. So it's been, like, real hot and humid. Ugh, that just don't even sound right. Like, Oakland has the most perfect weather. I come from Bakersfield where it's 115 degrees. Um, the norm right now, like my people over there are burning up to death. But over here in Oakland, it's like 80 degrees. Like it's been like most of July and uh, a lot of June was like 69 degrees. I was like, what a great life. I had on the hoodie, sweaters, all type of stuff. They do kind of get like like around October, it'll be like fake summer. All of a sudden it's like fake 85 summer. degrees and it's 95, 90 degrees. And you're like, what's going on here? But definitely a big change and worth it over what I usually experience. Gotcha. Um, yeah, nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's good weather. Um, it's been very clear outside when it's not mm-hmm. raining. Um, like I said, can't be summertime Chicago. It's always a bunch to do in the city. Summertime shy. You know that, man. Every time I hate that he is synonymous with your city. Because every time you say Chicago, like immediately the first thing that comes to my brain is Kanye West lyrics. Like every time, like I could connect to Kanye West lyrics to like all kinds of Chicago stuff. How do you feel that he represents Chicago so much as where he is now? I mean, I I don't feel like at this current moment he represents the city. I guess because I'm here. No, not now. Yeah, definitely not now. I mean, look, we've got a few problematic people that are synonymous with the city at this point. Um, um, What's up with it? What's up with the water in Chicago? I know, man. No, when somebody called Lizzo our belly the other day, I was (laughs) dying. Come on, man. Come on. I was like, wait a minute. Y'all got to calm down, man. Come on, man. There's lines here, and they have been crossed. (laughs) Nah, somebody definitely called her our belly on Twitter the other day. I was like, oh, my God, God, guys. Let's let's relax. Get me out of here. Is she from Chicago? No. Oh <laughs> no, no! It's, it's just linking it because I thought I thought about R. Kelly and uh, you know yeah. R. Kelly is synonymous with the city. But yeah, yeah, he is. He is. All he of is. the Lizzo yeah. drama people like have been kind of going crazy on her. Um, uh, but no, um, no. When I think Chicago, I think so many other guys. The greatest basketball player of all time, definitely. Think, like a uh, bunch of other things, but you know, of course, Kanye's on that list, man. But uh. Not as fun to be a Kanye fan as it used to be, man. I used to be uh, pretty big in my Kanye bag, but it is what it is. Uh, this podcast could have been very different right now. We would have been singing the praises of this man every podcast if he would have just stayed in the path, keep going to where he, the promised land was, and he was like, nah, got different yeah, nah. ideas. Nah, man. Uh, <laughs> I just seen somebody in the chat saying Wyoming Wyoming can claim Kanye. He is out of Wyoming. Him. <laughs> they um, can have them. <laughs> hey man, but listen, my favorite rapper still is here in, in Lupe Fiasco. So. Yeah, that's right. He does represent. Also, I guess kind of the same thing. A lot of you can connect a lot of Lupe's lyrics to Chicago, so he is a good representation. Speaking of hip hop, wonder if Busby is here in the uh, in the chat because his favorite rapper released a new song. Have you heard it? There's a new song. There's a new rapper on Shady Records. I don't even e in efforts I, I should probably get his name but eminem released a uh a verse on there sending some shots at legendary hip-hop pioneer melly mel so i listened to this verse phil 
And so Eminem gets into this because Melly Mel is like your culture vulture, your privilege. The only reason that you got into the position you were in is because you're white. And mm -hmm. so Eminem comes and says, you're right. I am a culture vulture, but I got us to the promised land. That's how I read it. That's how I read it. I read it. He was like, yeah, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't be in Germany. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be all these places. If it wasn't for me coming in, I took it to higher heights. I got us Grammys. I got us all this stuff. And I was like, ooh, that's not how Busby felt, of course. I read some of his tweets, and he was like, I mean, that was spitting going in. So I'd like to hear how he feels about it, because I was like, hey, yo, like, you are, uh, 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 you, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not. Out here, you can't talk to Melly Mel like that. There's some people you just can't talk to, like because if it wasn't for Melly Mel, there wouldn't be an Eminem, there wouldn't be a Righteous Prayers, there wouldn't be a Q Tip, there wouldn't be a Kanye West, there wouldn't be a Loop, there wouldn't be none of this. So like, it was kind of wild. That's how I took it. I don't know. I like I like to hear how other people felt about it because I was listening to it like, yeah, you're confirming. I think what he was saying. <laughs> I I didn't listen to it. I saw some of the bars, the excerpt from it. I saw the bars that he shot at uh, at game, um, and I was like, "Oh, kind of um, hit for the juggler." Because he essentially yeah. was like, um, "Yeah, I don't hear." Because you know, you know the criticism of um, we hear all the time. I don't hear your music out. I don't hear your music in the club. Mm -hmm. And his response to that was like, "Man, I keep hearing. I don't hear my y'all hear my music in the club. Y'all hear y'all music in the club because y'all still performing in clubs." And I was like, "That oh, was a bar. yeah, that was a bar though. I was like, <laughs> oh, <ooh>. Tough one." <laughs> um, but I I didn't hear the Melly Mel stuff. I don't understand the Melly Mel beef with him either. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody else talk about it. I saw someone say that he called Melly Mel a boy, and I'm like, mm, mm, mm. you know, uh, a little bit wild. A, I don't know about that. Uh, a little bit wild. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, but again, I don't. I I haven't listened to it, so I can't fairly criticize what he's saying. I do think that he, of course, has benefited a lot from being a white rapper yeah um, and I'm, I'm sure he knows that um but to be like he's the guy that got us made us a global phenomenon now nah, you capping on that one buddy that's a lot that's you, a lot you, that's you going a lot it. That's no going a lot there were other rappers that were making a name making a name out outside of this country like as somebody that's traveled internationally and i see hip-hop fans nah you capping like <laughs> the way that them people are going crazy for wu-tang in japan is like yeah, Come on, man. like that was before he even got to the game. You know what I mean? Like if they were already like Wu fans in 1995 across the globe. And yeah, that's no. just like the beginning. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other people that uh, established their careers or, or elongated their careers by going be, because they're so known and well loved overseas. Yeah, man. Look, M is M, man. Like, yeah, M's a legend. One of, the, one of the greatest rappers of all mm -hmm. time, for sure. But you're one to help make this thing global. I don't know about that, buddy. Uh, you know, you know, we, uh, we, we talking. You know, we're going to talk about the Cody Rhodes documentary. So we know about some capping out here. Like, everybody be capping. You got to get your shit off when you have the time because that's the only way that uh, a, a battle like this with Melly Mel is going to work. Because if he just came on and was like, shut up, Melly Mel, like, it, you got to, like, put some sauce on it. Listen, man, and we've talked about this before. A lot of the best rappers are liars, man. Yeah. Get your lies off. Like, man, how, how many times have we listened to Hove lie on the track? Like, come on, man. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> no, so no. many times. No, he's getting lies off. By the way, I seen Hove um, 
take that picture this week with his niece, um, uh, TT, that is in several J purses. Um, mm-hmm. And she is 24 years old. And I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. What? That's what it's like, man. That's time. Time is out of here. Time is out of here. Yeah, our favorite rapper is live. My, one of my favorite songs is Jada Kiss, uh, We Gonna Make It. And he says that his walls do a 360. Your walls don't do a 360. What does that even mean? Like, how does that even work? Like, he still has never really explained was that, what that means. We've let, we've let uh, Kiss get some crazy stuff off. <laughs> we have, man. We've let him get some crazy stuff off, man. <laughs> I love it, man. Speaking of that, uh, I watched uh, this documentary. I was tweeting about it uh, a couple days ago called Mixtape on Paramount Plus, where they discuss uh, hip hop mixtapes kind of from the beginning mm-hmm. of being just tapes from the park of hip hop. We started it in the park to like DJ Drama getting arrested for having bootleg CDs in his. Uh, uh, you know the the canon and all that uh, all that stuff mm-hmm. going to jail from that to that and it's a really dope documentary there and they talk to every single dope DJ and mixtape legend that you would expect DJ Clue Who mm-hmm. Kid Kid Capri um, DJ Enough like all the great ones that you could imagine like remember when DJ Clue the uh, professional tapes would drop and they were like mixtapes but they were in the stores do and, I like, man? DJ, DJ, game. Clue. I'm saying, man. Explanation. Like the the game was Ed different. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> but nah. yeah, they, they talk about like how they would uh, get those exclusive freestyles. They talked to uh, K. Slay, rest in peace to K. Slay, and he said that he would pay the interns at all the record labels $100 because they're getting paid nothing from the record mm-hmm. labels. So if DJ K Slay would give him a hundred dollars, he said he would tell them to go and grab the when their boss left, grab the master of whatever song, go and record it, then take it back, and then give him the recording, and then that's how he would have all the hottest freestyles. And artists and record labels would be like, "How did you get that?" They tell a story that's about crazy. I've DJ, never heard that. They tell a story about DJ Clue. He's like. Yeah, one day Big Pun, Big Pun was mad that I released one of his freestyles, and he saw. So they booked me for a show. No, it was Who Kid, not Clue. It was Who Kid. They, he was like, they booked me for a show, and I thought uh, I was gonna go and DJ. And he's all, when I got there, they kidnapped me. And they, <laughs> and so he's like, they had me in that. They had me in a van, and they like they pulled out guns and all this. And Big Pun was like. I know what you're trying to do. I like, I know you're trying to get your money. I know you're trying to get in the game, but this is different. There's like Latin Kings involved. Like there's a lot involved. He's like, if you release another one of my songs, it's not going to be as nice as this here. So, yo, <laughs> I just had a, I just had a conversation like not too long ago with friend of the show, Emilio. And I was yeah. just talking about how, you know, Drake, he just know. Did, Drake just did that uh, interview with homegirl and bed Bobby. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and, People are just like, uh, oh, you know, he's got to do real interviews. And I'm just like, guys, everything is different. Everything has changed. Yep. I remember when you had to tread carefully as an interviewer in yeah. hip hop because you can get your ass beat. Straight. You ask the wrong question, you can get fucked up. <laughs> That's how on both sides, too. Now, it wasn't yes. like it wasn't as sweet as like you could just go in and talk crazy what you want or like no, even man. just going to the radio station like. It was a different 
game the, out here. Like you were going to it was, random hoods and random places that you've never been before. Bro, it, it was different. It was different, bro. What act does on the internet now, bro? Somebody would have been hemmed him up by now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah, no. they they tell the stories of like uh, when the East Coast versus West Coast beef would happen, and like uh, Pac or Biggie would be on the opposite coast radio station. And then a bunch of gangsters would pull up to the radio station because they know where you are right now. You're talking yes. live at the moment. Like, it's so dip. Like, Drake did that weeks ago. Like, you don't know where he at now. Like, he ain't at that same place. Like, it's, just, it's just different, man. It's not <laughs> what it was. Like, that, uh, when, uh, when Baby pulled up on, uh, on Hot, not, sorry, not Hot 97, but on Breakfast Club, that was tame. Like, right. no, you could, you could for real. That was get, tame. You could for real get <laughs> fucked up, bro. Um, <laughs> But which still is a classic moment. Um, one of the best. One of the best ever. Baby pulling up on Breakfast Club will never not be funny to me. Every now and then, I go and look for it just to laugh at it if I need a quick laugh, man. No, Charlemagne got, like, there's a compilation of him, like, it's like Charlemagne saying and doing wild things. And, like, he just does not care. Like, he's one of the wildest hip-hop journalists there is because he'll ask every question. Like, there's not anywhere he won't go. Like, he'd be wild and very often but like yes. as a hip-hop straight up hip-hop journalist he's one of the best yeah no uh somebody just sent me the clip of him asking uh magic that question have you seen it Mm-mm. magic is like getting into something because this is charlamagne's thing he'll just completely derail a conversation with a question totally. out of nowhere like mm-hmm. he's talking about something that was completely different and out of nowhere charlamagne goes man you ever wonder what city you caught it in? Like, you might pull pull up in this city. Oh, like, I did see that. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> wait a minute. You can't do that. You can't say that. <laughs> like, you, I don't think you could do that, Phil. You can't you ask can't Magic Johnson, that. like, do you, you ever wonder what city you caught it in? Like, damn, it was that one girl. Like, I don't think you could say that. <laughs> like, yo, it's that one girl. I'm going to go find her. Like, yo, you can't do that. <laughs> What are you doing, Charlamagne? <laughs> There's lines, I think. Like, like you know, when they, they, we do interviews, Phil, they prep us before we do the interviews. Like, I think that's usually the line for Magic Johnson. Like, I, 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 that's probably like an unspoken one. Like, I, you probably wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. He, and he's got so many uh, sound bites of him doing something crazy like that. Wild, yeah. wild dude. But, again, he's another one of those dudes where um, – it just used to be different, man. Mm. You used to, um, and definitely used to be different for women. I think that was one of the talking points I saw with with the Bobby chick, and people were like, "We need to see more black women in this space being able to interview hip hop guys, and we need to, um, you know, elevate more black women." And we do, but man, I don't think people remember how black women used to be treated in this man. Like the we stories on the Dr. Dre and D Barnes. This is what I'm saying. The stories of this and how, for real, like I said, yo, you could get beat up at the hip hop like, journalist, man. For real. Like, and not it, like verbally. I'm talking about with fists yes. and kicks. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the women that were in this space that did not get their flowers or did not get treated well, man, it's kind of no, it's kind of no secret why. There aren't a lot of black women doing it now. Mm-hmm. And when you hear the stories, because they tell stories, like Angie yeah. Martinez tells, like everybody tells stories of like how just vile and disgusting a lot of artists, just them trying to get interviews and talking like the crazy things that they had to go through to do it. So yeah, I understand. Like I would be like, why would I ever want to go and be in that setting with you know and put myself 
in that vulnerable position with these crazy rappers, man. Because rappers are still wild, man. Like Drake is Drake. He's the number one guy for a reason. Yeah, like, Drake, you know what I mean? Drake, is, like, Drake is mostly harmless, even though Drake yeah. got on got on that uh, Travis record and was not. Um, he was talking pretty reckless. He was though. talking spicy, man. He was talking yeah. real spicy. But, you yeah. know, it is what it is. Uh, Have you relived that uh, Travis album? Have you went back to it? Um, no, I, I mean, I, I'll put certain songs on that I like off of it, but you know, I've seen a lot of people kind of echo your thoughts that it's um, kind of music, it's kind of soulless <laughs> music that doesn't have like any real, like, there's like no real like subject matter, it's just like right. it's just there for vibes, man. It's just right. there because it sounds good, man. And I'm and I'm sure, like, if you're partying every weekend and hanging out, like, it's great, like, put that Travis on, like, everybody's lit, but like, I'm driving down the street at on the nine to five, like, I'm not. Like, what you talking about, bro? <laughs> I'm not gonna be playing this at 11 a.m. This is loud. Yeah, nah, but it's it's a it's a pretty good album, man. I I don't know. <laughs> it's there for it, man. I definitely see a lot of people that are kind of echoing your sentiments about how it's basically just like festival music. But I get it. I get the response that people are saying. People are like, "Well, he's never been about that. Like, it's always no. like, what do you expect from that?" But it's like, uh, you can like grow or like do something travis is a brand now man and and because of that you know he's gonna keep making the same music he's gonna because he's gotten endorsements he's gotten the festivals he's gotten all the all the big bags from doing it so why would he change but i kind of feel like don't sure like when did his first album come out because like your fans grow with you too like your fans are older like i know you definitely have young fans that's established but like the your core fan base is older they're 10 years older than when you first came out so don't aren't they gonna want something different i don't know but then i get like caught up because people kind of have the same argument say about like push a t like oh why is he still doing coke raps why is he still talking about drugs and i'm like no man do it forever like i never like i don't want to hear I'm push trying, a t i'm trying to talk st- about that I'm, I'm still trying to get the coke raps bro <laughs> i'm saying forever i don't ever want to like if push a t comes on a rap and doesn't rap about cocaine i'm gonna be like what is this dude what are you doing where's the cocaine so i do understand <laughs> <laughs> nah, if, if Push ever got on and was like doing like his version of I Need Love or something, I'm like, nah, nah, nah no, we can't let's, push. Let's, let's knock I'm it sorry, up. bro. Like, let's let's change this up. Luckily, at his rate and people are still coming at him, um, I don't think it'll ever happen. It's been so funny that because um, people I've been seeing people be like, oh, what happened to Jim Jones and Pusha T? But um, people keep forgetting about that video that Pusha T released early in the summer where he said, I'm going to be busy all... If it wasn't for me being busy, doing these shows, getting this together, I would be tearing y'all up. He said that. He did that little gym thing just to be like, I'm outside, bro. They think Pusha T forgot, Phil. He's not going to (laughs) forget, He don't forget nothing. He don't forget nothing, bro. He 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 will be back with those with those bars, man. He don't he don't care, man. He'll be back. I guess it's just this uh this time, this generation of everybody wants it quick. Like they were like, all right, uh, Jim Jones released his. We need pushes now. Yeah. Are you in the studio? Yeah, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to write raps. People don't unless you're hoping you supposedly don't rap. You don't write, rather. We'll never know, and like forever, it doesn't matter. You're number one. That's the, uh, I there's all the rappers. Everybody's the best. But if he did that, even if he kind of did that, whatever he did, you're number one. Like if you came up with that off of not having a pen and pad or whatever, coming to the studio with the raps in your head, and you created all of that, you're number one. How? For sure. 
Uh, That's magic. Definitely. Uh, but you know what it is. If you yeah. want to contribute to this show and you want to get your questions asked, uh, send us your super chats. And if you want to send us your humper chats, you can send us humper chats at humperchat.com slash fightful. Um, I believe we had some humper chats early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can jump into those if you want, or I think we got some super chats. We got a couple super chats. Um, yeah, let's start off with the supers. Uh, Glassdoor Gamer says, "Punk greater and punk greater than Cody." Tell me when I'm telling lies. I mean, for my personal taste, I'm a punk guy, but you know, I I really like Cody too. So, yeah. I like Cody too. I, if that if that was the debate, I definitely catalogs history and all that. So I'm picking punk, but just mm -hmm. because they're different, they're so different. I don't even they're not even really a comparison. I feel in my book. Yeah. Uh, the homeboy Van Twinblade says the power of Bill Bashington is so strong he can make Sheeta win the belt while being on vacation. Love to see it. Also, Cody Lane versus Ray Phoenix was fire from Glory Pro. I'm guessing. <coughs> yeah. No. All those people that are like, man, Will Washington. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Because on vacation this week, guys. Like legit on vacation. He was swimming with dolphins. We all saw the pictures. Shout out to Will Washington uh, outside on vacation. Looks like fun. I want to go on vacation because vacation's great, especially when you have like a cool family to also be with and uh, kind of get away from all the drama that can be uh, in work. Uh, no uh, pun intended, you guys. Yeah, nah, those, those pictures were hilarious man this guy <laughs> this guy is just not like a real person like i just immediately imagined him like because he's got the one where where the, the dolphins had the fins out and he's like he's, <laughs> and i i could just picture him like going around in a circle like under the sea under the sea <laughs> will washington doing a circle with the dolphin is crazy <laughs> Good times, great memories, man. I've never swam with the dolphin. That's like, that's wild. <laughs> what the dolphin say? What the dolphin say? Well, Washington. <laughs> Shout out to our homeboy. Uh, Glassdoor Gamer also says Punk equals Twista, Cody equals Kanye. Uh, I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know if uh, Cody is as problematic as Kanye, but then again, you know, we never know. <sighs> <laughs> you never know. You know that's it. You never know. <laughs> Mets fan for life says working today. Just wanted to say what up, turds. <laughs> Yo, what a guy, man. Who would say that coming into a place about to beat a beat a kid up? <laughs> what a guy, man. We're definitely gonna get into the greatness of what that was. Thanks, Mets fan for life. Shout out to you for that super chat. Jake Salazar starting out the day, our homeboy. Where's Kid Rock rank on the top 10 rappers, Reg? Jake. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, it's topical. Come on. He'll be in the building tonight in Detroit, uh, but yeah, nah. Phil, why are people so mad? He's in their Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, he'll be there. But why do like, they be when, acting like this the, last is the craziest time that, thing in the world? When's the last time Kid Rock did outright 
rap music. He does a lot of his country stuff. He does a lot of his like uh, genre bending kind of stuff. No, his music, they know his music what, sounds very white now. They know what that bag is. When's the last time Post Malone? Remember Post Malone? They were calling Post Malone a rapper for years, and I was like, "Stop it, you guys! I know what this is." And now he gone. <laughs> he gone. He definitely gone. He's got an album coming out this year, doesn't he? It came out. Oh, and it hit. His he, like he knew he knows his <laughs> it market. Hit. He knows his market, boy. He's gonna. That's one of those like he came in the game, got off, rode hip hop's back, and I said, "Don't let this guy ride our backs, you guys." And then leftists. Yeah, they always let him ride the back, bro. They always, they always do. Leftists. At top, he, I don't. I wouldn't even rank him in the top ten white rappers. Jake Salazar. He had his moment. He, he had his moment for a minute. Remember him I mean, like on stage with with Run DMC and then like rapping him like throwing a mic back and forth. Yeah, listen, moments, but listen. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I'll be completely transparent. If this was 1999, Reg, he would this be a completely different answer. Like he would probably be up there. But that's a different story for a different day. This is 2023, <laughs> Reg. <laughs> I said that's a look. ECW was a huge influence on me. Wrestling in general. You put anything that was involved in wrestling, the music, like Limp Biscuit was, I can't even tell you guys. Still, it's just like there's memories ingrained inside of me of being powerbombed in someone's backyard while Limp Biscuit blares over the screen, over the speakers. It's like, yo, these memory. If you have memories like that connected to your childhood and some of your favorite memories ever, like it's, it's a hard to get away from that. But yeah. don't be gross, Jake Salazar. <laughs> Kid Rock. And he's starting the show tonight, ain't he? Yep. Yep. Why? He's he's doing the narration for the opening. Okay, I was like, if he gets a performance, I'm like, I, I would have... I think he's performing, too. I would have taken take five of uh, Beth and Trish over Kid Rock. But that's another story for another day, you know? Yeah. Um, last year... Last year... I'm putting a little Genesee Qua on it. Sheeta is champ again. Now we need stories, characters, progression, and matches against the likes of Athena, Willow, Riho, Emi Sakura, and other Joshi. Yeah, I'd like to see it, man. Um, I think the Athena match is a big one. Um, Athena has already uh, put the the nudge nudge. Hey, I see mm -hmm. who's champion out there in sweet form. So yeah. You know, and it's just it. right there. Like that that one is just so right there. They both have talked about it in very extensively we know that they want it and imagine phil Sheeta is on fire and athena just is on another planet imagine them two wrestling right now bro mm. love to see it it's crazy it's crazy uh leonard aarons the third our homeboy uh says uh, gato had a block with the new musketeers plus kio kiyomiya and he got hikaleo in the quarters why gato why yeah, I've seen a lot of people talking about this, that uh, the quarter from that block is now going to be Sonata versus Hikaleo. Um, that is definitely not how I thought that block was going to end. Sicko mode. <laughs> but that's where we are. You know, Gato. Gato is like, he's like, he'll shoot 95%. But like that 5%, you're like, hey, yo, what uh, what's up with that five, Gato? Like, what's going on over here? 
But I think that's just like it's it it's wrestler man. Like uh, Booker's, no one could get it like one hundred percent right. Like they don't allow you to. Like if anybody was getting it one hundred percent right, they'd be like, you can't do. Like somebody would come and snatch away. You yeah. can't be one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, and I mean, Sonata's gonna be the guy that comes out of that block. It's, it's yeah, pretty of course. clear. Of course, I mean, it doesn't matter who's on the yeah. other side. It's Sonata. Yeah, Sonata's gonna win that block. So, is what uh, it is. Black Macro Kid says the Bree Woo <laughs> Bree Woo agenda is in full effect. Let that man kick out the one one winged angel. <laughs> Whoa! Our- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Also going to Collision tonight. We outside, baby. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that great Collision show that you're about to see tonight. That's going to be dope. Where are they at tonight? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Hmm. Yeah. So a Washington question. Forgot he's not on. I still, there's still remnants of me thinking that he's on this pod and it's questions like that. Like he would have been like, oh, they're already blah, blah, blah. But you know. Nah, nope. He, he's out and, uh, he's out there uh, swimming with dolphins. <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's hotter under the water under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the new Little Mermaid, Phil? I have not. <laughs> no. Not on the agenda? No. No. Mm. Mm. No, so the, oh my God! Somebody also pointed out with with this dolphin picture, like man, you see this guy out there with the dolphin fade still completely perfect. None of those Crispy. none of those curls are wet. Crispy. Hair still dry. Crispy, bro. <laughs> Crispy. This guy, man. What I was thinking, I was like, damn, he got the, the nice fade. The dolphin got the nice fade. They faded <laughs> up right here. The fade, bros. <laughs> Y'all posted up. That's a mixtape cover right there. What a guy, man. <laughs> Will dolphins. Washington. I'm outside with the Dolphins. <laughs> so he started calling his gangs. Now I'm outside with the Dolphins right now. Oh. Miami. Jake Salazar also says, ball with the ball, top 10 rap song. I'm done trolling. I don't believe that last part. I don't think you're done trolling for the day. I was about to say, I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, look, Ball with the Ball was a big record at the time. I'm like, telling you. It was huge. Uh, but top 10, like, come on, let, let's not Top 10. Let's, right, let's like, in what category? Like, songs that The Undertaker came out to? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think he did. Uh, uh, Kid Cash and ECW did come out to that song, though. Uh, Glassdoor Gamer says, Cody's next rhyme should be on a Cisco beat. Jada. Um, by the, we'll get into it more when we get into the Cody Doc. But um, that picture that they had, I guess it was from one of his modeling um, headshots where it was like black and white, and he had like the low cut, and he had the 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 nose ring. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, <laughs> Cody Rhodes has lived a thousand lives, man. This guy lives, is incredible. <laughs> He's from Atlanta. He from Atlanta. It makes sense. Like you got, you'll be in some some wild different circles out there. He came. He came through. I mean, you know. Yo, Friday. yo, that some of the pictures I saw. It you. It looked like he was ordering the white Hennessy on the ride. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> now every time I get a white Hennessy on the rocks, I'm like, let me get a Cody Rhodes, and they're gonna be like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> what they called in Atlanta, uh, Chris Evans. That's what they called it in Atlanta. <laughs> it's now the Cody Rhodes, baby. You know, Cody Rhodes, it 1, 000, one thousand percent has one of the, you know, like the glass with the big sifters. Yeah, big sifter. Cody Rhodes, him and Brandy, getting their shit off. Shout out to Cody Rhodes, man. He, uh, he, he's a uh, better get a big victory tonight. We're also gonna get into that. Okay. Uh, st- we're, we're in the D, man. We got it. We gotta see Brandy, man. Like this, their hometown. 
look at this, man. Now, straight up, let Brandy get her thing off in the D. Man, connecting. Kid Rock. Kid Rock, he's back. Stereo Academy says, uh, best Drake and Hove collab. For our money, it's Talk Up. Fightful the gang. Grapsity the gang. What's your favorite Drake and uh, Hove collab? It might be. It's probably Talk Up. Like, uh, well, no. Uh, even though, you know, it's basically a Hove track because Hove basically kills this thing. It's probably that's Pound Cake. It it's yeah, pound that's cake. what I was going to say. Mine's just Pound Cake, man. Like, the way that that beat, uh, Drake goes off, but Hove is just like, that's vintage Hove, Hove. right there. Hove, Hove went nuts in there. So, yeah, it's probably Pound Cake. <laughs> yeah, 1,000% Pound Cake. Vintage Hove, two verses. Like, you can't get better than that. Like, those are, that's one of those, like, uh, I remember one time uh, Kanye said that he, when before uh, my Twisted Dark Fantasy came out, he thought about taking the Nicki verse off because he thought it would outshine the whole song and like i'm like i mean you know like that's one of those for drake it's like two verses my guy like you're going crazy like they're not gonna hear nothing about me that's one you might think about throwing up but yeah that's a wild thing to do imagine like that song without Nicki minaj on it i think i like kanye west's verse better on that song but just me yeah, no, nah, I'm a big fan of the Kanye verse on that one. Yeah, but the best living no dead hands down, huh? Yeah, when he was getting his <laughs> juvia at living, huh? <laughs> and my eyes more red than the devil is. No, that verse is hard. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Myron Kidd says, with all the money that WWE makes, they couldn't get Eminem. I mean, good question, man. They are in Detroit. We did just talk about Eminem, like very recently there was that collab that they had a couple years ago where he did like the soundtrack for the video game or something like that yo like what's up like why are we what, what's going on here uh money they they got pay m and money. then he, m gotta He's be interested to do it m's a lot of money because look just so uh last week there was the boxing fight he accompanied crawford to the ring but he ain't say one word like i'll come but saying words is a lot that's another price tag no, I was dying with people like, why did he even have a microphone if he wasn't going to rap the words to the song? I'm like, nah, that's, that's, nah, that's a different invoice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a way different invoice. <laughs> that's a different invoice, bro. You got to pay me a second check for that. They had it in the mic and he was like, where the rest of the money at? <laughs> Which, by the way, we all sat on this podcast last Saturday when somebody asked who we thought was winning this fight. We all were like, Spence, Spence, Spence. Boy, boy that, were we wrong. Boy, that boy Spence got his ass whooped, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, Crawford be like he was he was playing with them, bro. There's those clips of him talking to his systematic, man. bro. I'm like, yo, this is t- systematic beating. The Martin <laughs> meme was real after this, where after Martin fought Tommy Hearns, the next day he had the big head. That was Spence yeah, no, nah, he. <laughs> it was a good fight, but no, nah, nah. Spence got dominated, man. But I don't but know. Tom- people are like, oh, Spence needs a rematch. I'm like, does he? He got that was crazy. I wouldn't even want a rematch after that. Well, Spence, Spence said he wants a rematch, but uh, yeah, nah. Crawford, do? Crawford came out there with the game plan. He was counterpunching this man into oblivion. Um, when he had that uh clip, that uh sound bite afterwards, where he was like, yeah, I felt his power at one point. He was like, oh, that's it. I was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. You think I want to have a rematch after somebody says that? You yeah, saw, nah. you felt my power and oh, that's it. Nah, I'm that's good. it. I think I can handle this. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm cool, man. You got it. You got it. You got bro, it. No, bro, that's, came, that, bro came that out with the, the fishnet. Like, nah, 
Nah. That was a master class of like, this is boxing. Like, we're so used to our generation feel is like Mike Tyson. Like, every fight is like, if it's past the first round and somebody ain't knocked out, what's going on here? But like, it's evolved so much past that. This was like a master class and how to counter. Looks like you're in the Matrix, hit combinations. Uppercuts are just like, oh my God, that's nasty. Man, uh, <laughs> very good fight. Uh, shout out to Crawford, man. Uh, mm hmm. Boy, were sorry. we wrong. Sorry I doubted you, sir. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot of people doubted him, too. That's the crazy part. It wasn't just us. It was a lot of people that were like, oh, no, I think that Spence is going to get him out of here. No. Yeah, sorry, man. No. I, I, I clearly had you fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. There's a, uh, it's a big night tonight we're going to get into. There's another boxing fight tonight that uh, people are probably interested in. Uh, somebody that's in one of the matches in the show we're going to talk about. His brother... Jake Paul is going to be taking on Nate Diaz in a big boxing fight. Big one of those. Uh, the celebrity, it's not even a celebrity one because the, uh, Paul has had a number of boxing fights and um, Nate Diaz is a professional fighter. So this is different than when Paul fought Nate Robinson. Man, I saw that clip again recently and I was like, I forgot about Nate Robinson, bro. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, culture Poor was down man. bad that night. It's a rough night. For <laughs> uh, Van Twin Blade also says, "Serious question: When and should Danny Garcia, Dan, Danny Garcia, start coming out to pony?" Now that might be kind of hard though. <laughs> Daniel Garcia coming out to pony. Yes, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> man. If if uh if that's what Dan wants to do, man, I do think it's wild from going from coming out to this like super hard, gritty <laughs> West Side Gun record, then then coming out with genuine hitting the, hitting, <laughs> hitting the pelvic thrust on them. That's crazy. That's a crazy rebrand, bro. Nah, uh, the the clip of genuine jumping on that speaker and falling back is just gonna consistently replay in my brain, so it would not work. <laughs> genuine is the funniest. Bro, there's that, some like there's some like it's it's so difficult because today like our legends and like a lot of our hip hop legends I'm like stop talking stay at home get off the internet but then there's like another side like some R and B people some other hip hop legends that are just like embracing like being in the yeah. game for so long and just having a good time genuine is having the best bro <laughs> him doing that dance on uh doing same OG is still <laughs> yeah. hilarious bro. <laughs> His face kills me when he be really getting into it. <laughs> Shout out to Genuine, man. He going to be able to do P Pony to the end of time. Like, on, as man. an artist, you would love to have a song that, like, no matter what, it's been so long. I think Pony came out in 96, maybe. Yes. And, he's, and it rings off hard in 2013, 2023. Yeah, nah, man. Light-skinned legend. Uh Genuine 1000% R&B legend, bro. We all know about his infamous 106 and in Park performance where he comes out on the gurney <laughs> and gets brought back to life with dance. Genuine is the wildest. I completely I'm, forgot about you that. Forgot about that? You forgot when they brought him out on the gurney and revived him back to life? <laughs> I completely forgot. Wait. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Man. Wine, man. The definition of extra, bro. I'm telling you. We gotta we gotta get him a tiny desk at some point, bro. No, for reals. For real. That would be fire. 
Our homegirl Shanika has been a while. Thanks for the super chat. Says, hey, y'all, been a minute. Just wanted to drop some love. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. And uh, last super chat for now, Rovan F2 says, would love a time limit draw banger from Hikaru and Athena culminating in Athena win at a pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, look, get us to match. Uh, however you decide to get us to match, whatever the storyline, wherever you're going with this feud, just get us to match, man, because the match is going to cook. I'm excited to see. We're going to get into Sheeta, what she does here. So Athena definitely has to be on that list of uh, potential matches. Yeah. Uh, I put this out of the humpers. I think somebody somebody sent us some. Oh, we've got no, we got a few. Uh, mm-hmm. See, from Black Phoenix Brand, my original question was going to be, do you think Swole will ever come back to AEW? But considering the current drama of the women's division, I doubt it. So how do you think the kingdom will fit into the MGF and Cole storyline? Um, Thank you. I, yeah, the first half of the question, I think you've answered your own question. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but uh, <laughs> how do I think the kingdom will factor in? I don't know yet. I, I think what they're doing with it is super interesting. I think yeah. that the... Uh, promos that Kingdom have been cutting are great. The vignettes are great. Um, it does feel like they're they're starting the um, He Man Adam Cole hating club. Over yeah, there. <laughs> but um, I, I'm thinking it might be a little swerve. I think Adam Cole might, might be, be puppet mastering from the back because like that is his original crew. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. like there are some outcasts, and they've always shown love for Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Just been like. Wow. I don't know what your man's been on, man. I don't know what your man's been on. That hissy fit that he threw after the match with his neck brace on. I was like, what's up with Roddy? Wilder, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm in for the story, man. I, I'm yeah. in to see where this goes. Um, Me too. Let's see. For Grapsity. Grapsity. That's us. Uh, from Derek, for Grapsity. Uh, I watched RVD and Jeff Hardy fight in Cleveland. For the hardcore title in 2001. Uh, seeing them this Wednesday at Columbus is going to be an intense nostalgia trip. Um, yeah. Very excited to see RPD. RPD is one of those guys from that era. Just I don't care when you hear his music. It, it just takes you back. Like He's one of those guys. He's got that call and response. The second you see those hands go up, you're hitting the thumbs mm-hmm. with him, man. Come on, bro. Who? Uh, what was that? Who sent that uh, Humper chat in? Derek. Oh, Derek. Shout out to Derek. That's a really, you just unlocked a wild memory in my brain of thinking back to watching that Invasion pay-per-view. That was my most anticipated match going into that Invasion pay-per-view because in 2001, I was obsessed with Rob Van Dam coming out of ECW. On the ECW side, he probably was like my favorite wrestler. And then on the WWF side, Jeff Hardy was like the coolest wrestler in the world in 2001 for them to go and have that hardcore match and uh the rest of it was on the line but that match definitely delivered they both gave exactly what they did and so to see them again both uh kind of in these new matches like young bucks we've seen young bucks and hardys before but like it's gonna feel different because that's what they do and then seeing rvd against jack perry and the evolution of time and all this is just like they still out here this is wild yeah, it's really cool to see that come together, too, because RVD did tweet that thing where he was like, you know, I've seen them, you know, show love to other ECW legends, you know, mm-hmm. be cool to get over there. So exactly. It's cool that that uh, finally came through. 
And it's RVD, baby. Come on. One of the greatest of what? all times. Rob Van Bro, Dam. One of the greatest for sure. Again, trash stand-up, but great wrestler. Trash. I completely forgot about this stand-up story. <laughs> um, yeah, nah. Um, Hold the show. From Tony P, you uh, you had a lot of fans, and I got this cleaner mode after the Lefisto interview. Personally, I knew I got out of, I knew it got out of hand when you had indie wrestlers and Bailey jumping in. A lot of fans need to realize there will always be workplace issues everywhere. Um, another one from Tony P, he says, uh, fans need to realize they can make it, they can make the situation worse than what it was, than what it really was beforehand. Now, on a more positive note, the elite signing back with AEW is good for not only AEW, but wrestling overall. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it briefly. Uh, so, the LaFisto thing took a turn this week. Uh, of course, this started because uh, the sign at the show, which is yep. kind of, you know, the jumping off for a lot of stuff uh, for the last two weeks. Um, AEW uh, had the match that people were not a fan of. And... Uh-huh. Uh, Brit versus Ty, and afterwards, of course, we got the sign that lingered on screen for a while, and that made its rounds on the internet. And in response to the picture of the sign, Lefisto gave her take on why women's wrestling isn't taken seriously over there, why it's not booked well, and you know that tweet went viral. And then from there, Sean answered the question about it in a Q and A for the Patreon. People took that a little out of context, and that was another piece to the saga. And then, to add even more to the saga, Sean reached out to Lefisto for an interview this week and asked her to elaborate on the tweet. And we got a we got a lot we got a lot to unpack in this interview, <laughs> um, to say the least, Philip Lindsay. <laughs> we got a lot. She uh, she went on to describe her experience working there and doing a dark match back in April of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, she got into some uh, seeming, seemingly personal stuff with certain wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was an interesting interview. I thought it was a very good interview. I thought it was good. It's tough, tough to say good timing, but I think it was because timing-wise, it's tough to say it's good timing with, with the sheet of stuff happening this week and with them trying to move forward from a lot of the backstage drama stuff. So... It's tough to say it was good timing, but in a sense, I think it was good timing on Sean's part that this tweet did do well. And this is what you want journalists in our space to do is to follow up on these things with AEW and with the talent. And he did that. And so that was good work on his side. Not just saying that because, you know, happens to be our boss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, sometimes it's not the right time for a revolution, but the revolution is needed. Like we know, like yeah. let's not try to be obtuse. We've came on this podcast every single week about women's wrestling in AEW. There hasn't been one week where there's been some positive notes, but one thousand percent more negative than positive. Let's not beat around the bush. Most people are complaining about time. Most people are complaining about matches. Most people mm-hmm. are complaining about not enough anything given. This isn't, Lou Fisto didn't say anything that people haven't said before. She didn't say anything brand new that people were like, wow, we never said. This has been a consistent topic of conversation. So let's yeah. not mm-hmm. ignore that. So it's a, like it, it's uncomfortable like, oh yeah, Sheeta did come, but what, is Sheeta a response to this stuff? I don't know. Uh, we don't know. And so I did see a lot of people that were being a bit 
disingenuous in the sense of going, oh, well, this ruins Sheeta's moment. This ruins what they're trying to do. No, it doesn't. Um, those no. things, those things exist in completely different categories. You can mm-hmm. still enjoy what they're doing on the show, but yep. also take this for what it is. It's it's just mm-hmm. somebody's take on what happened there. And so, here's my thing. Do I think that she was the best messenger in this uh, situation? Do I think that she probably not um, expressed herself well in some parts of this? Uh, probably not. And I, and that's not to say that uh, her story in itself was wrong or her, her experience did not happen. But I think when you add in stuff like uh, the stuff with Ruby that seemed like a personal thing, yeah, or you add that's in where it gets a little bit muddy. Yeah, you add in stuff that people didn't like, like what she said about Sky Blue, or which it, I think that is just in a way she was telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can see why people were like the way she chose to say those things was bizarre. So yeah, I, I don't, do I think the, the way she decided to tell her story was the best? No, but I don't think that that invalidates her main point about things that go over there. Right. And I don't think that she's necessarily wrong. Now, mm-hmm. after that, of course, we got the locker room coming out the next day and tweeting up a storm. A lot of this stuff uh, was tweeted at nearly the same time, which made people think that this was uh, very calculated. It certainly looked calculated um, from the the outside. It looked wild. From the outside looking in, not knowing anything, it looked wild. If you just go on and then uh, back to back is a bunch of AEW people saying that the locker room is the best that's ever been. It's the best place they'd ever worked. It's like, ah, that looks a type of way. Yeah, it did. Um, but my my thoughts on this stay the same. Like, if somebody is somewhere, whether it be AEW, WWE, ROH, wherever, and they come out and they say their experience there, that's their experience. I wasn't there. Yep. I can't tell them it didn't happen. Um, but I do know that she said similar several things in this thing that sounds similar to things other people have seen. We just seen John Moxley do the interview um, when the punk stuff was happening, and he, he was did. saying certain things about how it's a lot of drama that goes on over there. So he this did. isn't necessarily new. Um, now, do I think- and some other women wrestlers? Like, there's been a lot yeah, of mention so- of what Swole of Swole and what course, Swole said Swole. was a yeah. lot on the lines of what she said. Eva Least complained a lot about the AEW locker room along the same lines that Lufisto was saying. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I get that people don't think that Eva Least is, again, the best messenger for it to come from. I know that some people have decided that they are dead set against Swole, but Swole did say similar things. I just think that people have to stop taking these things so personally. I keep saying all the time. You don't know these people. You don't know Lefisto. You don't know Ruby personally. I think it's good that people did stand up for Ruby. You know me, big Ruby Soho fan. Um, She was great. One of my favorite interviews we've done. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know Ruby. I don't have a... I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not taking sides. And people have to stop doing that. I wasn't there. People have to stop deciding, all right, I'm Team AW, so anybody that says anything negative... A pox on them. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm siding with all the people that are over there. It's just like, yo, you just don't know anything. And that's why I, I tweet that's why I tweeted yesterday what I tweeted. Like, and I think people might not have understood what I said, but I'm like, No, yo, of course not. The the issue here is it's all right if the if the talent that knows these people chime in and give their takes on it. Mm-hmm. But you as fans 
don't know anything, bro. Mm-hmm. You don't know these people, man. Right. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's exactly kind of along the lines I feel. I understand, like, the, the AEW tweeting at the same time was wild, but I also understand the message. Like, it's kind of like, to me, and some people that were tweeting are in a position that it is good. They they feel good. They come to work. They have great coworkers. They get their stuff off. They're in matches. They're in all this. So you are talking about a great place that I work. You are saying things that aren't necessarily true or maybe i haven't even experienced back there so i'm about to come out and say hey no it's not like that for me every time that i'm here i love it it's great and you should you understandable and it probably is for a lot of people but you can't invalidate the things that she said and also everybody kind of piling on and turning it into a bullying thing wasn't really worth it you could have came in with the it's actually a great place to work here and that's it but being like you're you're this and blah blah like why what's the point of that stuff yeah i i think uh yeah, that's why I'm like, if people are just like, um, no, you know, this is a great place to work. I've never had anything but good experiences. Of course, that's their take. That's their experience. You can't invalidate anybody's um, side of the story. Everybody's going to have their side of the story. Mm-hmm. What I've learned a lot um, in covering wrestling and talking to wrestlers is that there's always more to the story. There's always yeah. more to the story than we understand. And I very much understood that listening to Lepisto talk, I understood that watching other people give their takes on it. And that's why I'm like, yo, it's just what this person's side of the story is. It's not worth me attacking the person because I'm just like, nah, that didn't happen. I don't know that it didn't happen. I wasn't there. So now that didn't happen. And you're dumb. Like, wait, yeah, what? I, yeah, I, so, I, we deal with yeah. Twitter trolls like that all the time, and it sucks, and I hate it, and I don't like it. It's like you could be like, "Hey, no, I don't like your takes. That's it, and move on." But yeah. I don't like your takes, and you're a dumb idiot that'll never have a rap career. Like, wait, what does my rap career have to do with me talking about body slams? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate because I like a lot of people involved in this drama. It's the same thing when we talk about a lot of this backstage drama. Um, I. I think Lefisto is a legend. I saw a we lot of people. We don't know, Phil. We don't know nothing. But, like, I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, who is Lefisto anyway? Listen, this woman is a indie wrestling legend. This woman has been wrestling since 1997, 26 years in this industry. Mm-hmm. Don't just discount this woman because, A, you've never seen her wrestle or you don't care about her wrestling just because she is saying something about a company that you like. I don't like that. Like, if you just if you just don't agree with what says, you don't you don't agree with the way she said it. That's cool. But all the personal attacks, I didn't I didn't really feel the need for that. I thought that was kind of whack. There's a certain generation of women's wrestlers that didn't benefit from the women's revolution or that times like that. There's like a Lou Fisto. Shout out to Nicole Savoy, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. There's uh, all these women's wrestlers, cheerleader Melissa. These yes. women's wrestlers that were tearing it up during the time, but weren't getting any licks at all. There was the one women match on an independent wrestling show, but then they created Shimmer and they created these other places where they went and had some of the best matches and created the superstars of the future. But they didn't get to extend on like a lot of people did. But if it wasn't for them, women's wrestling wouldn't be how it is. This and is- that's where Lou Fisto is. This is what I'm saying. The thing that I definitely took away from this, um, whether you like her message or whether you like her, is that Lefisto cares about women's wrestling, man. So she much. loves women's wrestling, and I can appreciate that. Again, do, do I think she chose the best route to do some of the stuff or tell her story? Probably not, but, you know, again. Some stuff could have been left out, but, I, you know. I, you know, I can't tell how pe- people how to react, man. I mm-hmm. I thought it was unfortunate that some of the stuff got roped in. Like, fam, we never see Ruby tweeting, bro. Like, no. Ruby is not an internet person. Like, I mean, Ruby she, shouldn't have been in this. Yeah, and we, yeah. 
we she's not a person that tweets and gets into drama. We rarely see any of that. I mean, she talked it, about it's that. Like, if 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 like it felt like some of the stuff felt personal, and it's like that doesn't that doesn't have an any thing on the women's locker room like that doesn't have anything to do with the locker room of your personal issue and i think that's where it probably yeah, got muddied well, up for a lot of people I, I will say this though i mean if your personal issue turns to if i have a personal issue with one person and then she gets a whole gang of people to not like me that's different that's why that's gang mentality bullying mentality you know <laughs> well i will say this um the part of the story where she's saying she came out of the bathroom and it looked like um oh the dustin stuff the dustin stuff was kind of wild it looked like Ruby was talking about her, her and to Dustin, and then you got into what Dustin said to her. Um, that is very awkward. Now, yeah, awkward. It, it also seems like she had some some other interactions with Ruby before this that maybe yeah. tainted that. Exactly. Um, but it is what it is. I just think that, man, look, I just think people have to stop coming into these things with these preconceived notions, and people mm-hmm. people have to let people air their grievances whether you like them or not man it just is what it is sometimes people are just not going to have the best things to say about things Mm -hmm. that we love it happens man um but yeah i just think a lot of stuff was very very messy the way fans were acting was messy i think some of the stuff yesterday with the tweets was messy um it just it just was all very messy, man. It pretty nasty stuff going on there. And let's like get it mistaken. There's a lot of women's locker room talk. You hear a lot of stuff about women's, but a lot of this drama, crazy stuff, it's happening on the men's side too. Don't think they're over there having yeah. uh, handshakes and playing dice together. No, there's people talking behind the back. There's people creating drama. There's all kind of crazy stuff going on. Not because it's AEW, not because it's WWE, not because it's Impact, because it's pro wrestling, man. That's what it's built up. It's built up. We, I, I watched The Young Rock. Shawn Michaels tried to get The <laughs> Rock out of here. The best, the people at the top are going to try to protect their spots at all costs. And if a wrestling indie legend comes and she's cooking, she might take my spot. So maybe I'll uh, do something extra. Not just Lufesto, anybody. A new young independent wrestling talent comes in, they're cooking, they're tearing it up like, yo. Whose spot are they going to take if they get signed? Well, I don't like that fool. What about you? I don't like that fool either. This can, you know how, <laughs> you know how easily that could happen and does happen all the time in a pro wrestling locker room. Yeah, but man. at the end yeah. of the day, I want to say I'm not choosing sides on none of this. Cause I don't know what happened. This is a bunch of drama. This ain't nobody talking about Canadian destroyers and uh, poison Rana. So I don't want it. Yeah, man. I just think, uh, like I said. Like a lot of people involved in this, like Ruby Soho, like Blue Sky Blue, um, I just think again it's just unfortunate. But the, that's the thing about life: you're always going to come across people that either you don't get along with, or there's going to be misunderstandings. Hopefully, uh, you know this blows over. I just, I just don't like to see things like people attacking wrestlers mm-hmm. based off of just them giving an account of of what they experienced somewhere, man. Exactly. And Phil and I did not want to get into this at all, but we knew that we had to and we have I, it would have been it would have been really weird if we didn't get into it and we talked about uh, we talked about the swole stuff when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean we've got other stuff to talk about with women's yeah. wrestling on this uh on this show with WWE. Yeah, positive things. And so I it would have been weird. I just Or negative think, things in the WWE sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just think that people just need to just kind of chill out all around, man. Like yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like uh, even the even the stuff after that interview where she tweeted and she talked about how she uh, 
<laughs> she talked to someone over there for an hour and she gave her account of the Thunder Rosa and the Brit stuff and people were all upset about that and I'm just like, yo, if she spoke to somebody over there and somebody told her this, I don't know, man. That's kind of how these things go. It's the telephone game, you know. Mm-hmm. Some things happen and, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe it's 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 half of it's true. A little bit of it's distorted. But that's what happens in the telephone game. You know, telephone, you, tele-wrestler. You get you you get uh you get some truth to it, but something gets misconstrued or misunderstood. Because it, sometimes it happens, by man. the time I get the story, I'm the 20th person that got the story, and it's changed halfway. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's how I, somebody that's put that's some sauce it, on it at some point. They're like, and then at one point, they drop kick you. You're like, wait, when did, what? When did this part come in? <laughs> yeah, it, it happens, man. But yeah, I mean, it's all unfortunate. All unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate that somebody as respected as um, Lefisto couldn't come over there and contribute to that roster or continue contribute to the division, even if it was just coming over there and doing dark matches and doing mm-hmm. something else. Like, and uh, but it's really just unfortunate that uh, we never get women's wrestling moments that are positive that get this much talk about them. Like when I the mean, positive things happen, yeah. they don't go as wild as this. Like the negative stuff happens, then it's the talk of the town. So I mean, we do. It's just, um, you know what it is. People like mess, man. People like to... Uh, Y'all know what this is. <laughs> yeah, people love to, you know, talk about drama, man. So, you know, that is our uh, <laughs> easy peasy girl. Um Take on the Lefisto stuff. I'm sure people won't agree with certain things we say or don't. They'll have their own take on it. But no. that's the that's the beauty of this stuff, man. You can have and your own opinion. You ain't Phil Lindsay and Righteous Reg, not Fightful, not Sean Rossap. That's us. Yeah, you ain't got to agree with us, man. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I thought Sean handled it the best way that he could, both the yeah. interview and everything that happened afterwards. Um, look, I look, if it wasn't Sean, it was going to be somebody. Somebody was going to get that interview, and, I, and I, I think it was a timely interview for as as. And that's as not much shooting as, anybody bell, but like if he's yeah. a journalist, like if he wouldn't have done it, the same people would have been like, "Well, why didn't Sean talk to him? Why didn't you get her side of the story?" Because that's yeah. what the game is. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 and I think that's the important part of this too—to just act like, "Oh, well, why do we even need to hear this? Like, why aren't we giving her the platform to tell her side of the story? Um, mm-hmm. he, whether you agree with it or not, she, she." should have been able to get a place to tell her story and vent. Um, and we get know. stories from every, we hear stories from wrestlers that have been in the game for two months and that were on dark and they have interviews like this isn't crazy. And don't act like uh, Sean or Fightful or anybody was trying to reach for some story. Cause this is the game. Don't try to act like this is all of a sudden some wild thing. Like, Oh my God, you got a story. You turned something into Come on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I always said, some of this stuff wouldn't be as big of a deal if the women's division stuff on television was was doing better. Mm-hmm. This stuff wouldn't be as big of a deal. It wouldn't be um, talked about as much if the women's division was doing better. Right. So, you know, it, it again, it's one of those things that it goes hand in hand, man. It's unfortunate, but it is. It's a consistent, constant thing. Like we're going to continue to talk about it until it's uh, it's better. Yeah, because I mean, because I I saw people that are like, "Where is this even coming from?" The Lefisto tweet and interview wouldn't have even happened if that sign wasn't at the show. Don't forget that part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This this stemmed from her reacting to the sign. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Get back into some Humper chat. Yes. um, (laughs) Um. 
We got another one from Tony P. Um, <laughs> we got a, been a super funny, super, super chat in there that I'm already laughing at. <laughs> it could have been a major blow to wrestling, I feel, and could have been taking us uh, back to dark days of 2010s. Also, before I go, Sheeta, 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 Sheeta. Oh, and one more thing, Sheeta. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Sheeta. Congratulations to her. Sheeta, um, Sheeta, 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 Sheeta. Huh. Uh, from uh, from Harley Queen ninety three, um, can we talk about Max's tweet? Because math isn't mathing. Uh, is he saying people never in a big promotion are are untrustworthy? That any negative feedback from unsigned people is no. Why would Lefisto lie if she has nothing to gain from speaking out? Um, the mm. Max tweet was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I deeply disagree with this idea that um, because somebody didn't make it. Their, not fair. Their um their points are not valid. I don't mm-hmm. agree with that. That's and not fair, especially when it's when it comes to women's wrestling. Because for a a long time, it's hard to get on if you were a woman of a certain body type, if you wrestled a certain kind of way. Lufisto's a BBW. Let's not act like she's like the whoa. prototype for whoa. pro wrestling. Whoa, wait. Whoa. I was supposed to say that. I thought <laughs> she's look, a I'm BBW. The, the elephant is whoa. in the room. Look, Lufisto's a BBW. They don't like she's that's not the prototype for what they want on <laughs> television wrestling. And then they're trying to act like oh she oh you it's been ten it's been this many years. They just started letting wrestlers like her be on TV and look beautiful. So but so yeah, to, she's not she's not the conventional woman that you would sign on uh for for WWE, especially for a certain time period, and she didn't wrestle the style that they wanted. Um, and so I, I think it's hard to just be like, oh, well, you didn't make it, so who are you anyway? It's like, I just, I don't agree with that. Like, especially when it comes to women's wrestlers, um, she had to go and do what she was doing and be celebrated for at indie promotions because it wasn't necessarily a spot for women like her <laughs> at some of these companies. They weren't signing women like her. It's just the, that's just the fact of the matter. So to just what be like... What kind of women were... <laughs> Would I catch you off guard with that one, Phil? No, nah, I was... <laughs> <laughs> nah, somebody's just... Somebody's going to be like, man, y'all, so y'all saying Lefisto's black? I'm like, no, no, no. That's what we're saying. What? No, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, but no, nah, man, I just think people and, and I, 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 I know what Max was attempting to do. And yeah, that's why I he's feel, a world champion. I feel like I, said, I feel like the tweets were calculated, but I also feel like when you say something like that about Lefisto, then you encourage fans to talk like that about her. Exactly. And if they don't if they don't know her exactly. career, they don't know her body of work. Um, you don't have really the right to downplay what she's done for this business. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be somebody contributing. Yeah, you don't want somebody that to be the contributing factor to be like fans. Fans being like, Max was right. You are this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That just opens the floodgates yeah. that yeah. don't need to be opened. And, and, and it's and it's also different for Max to have an opinion on what is valid. Women's. What is, what is valid in wrestling? It's fair for him to do that. I don't think mm. it's necessarily fair for him to speak on women's issues, but yeah. I do think it's fair for him to speak on the locker room, locker rooms and stuff as a yeah. worker. You are not a worker you person at Twitter that no. is rah rah and Max on. You're not a worker. You're not in that locker room. So, mm. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Not a worker at all because you ain't got no job, Tommy. <sighs> Um, let's 
see what else do we have from Nelson Muntz. Um, facts, not a single women's main event on Collision in two months where Punk has been in the main event five times already, possibly six tonight. Um, ten women in AEW right not now. Not possibly. Are are unavailable to be booked and most of them have been gone for months already. I don't think it's really fair to place that on Punk being the main <laughs> event. Seriously, I don't well, think... It was like, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> I don't think it's really fair to be like, alright, in, in two months they haven't had a single main event on Collision. Oh, but look, Punk's getting all these main events. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily fair. I think that they can be doing more with the women. I do think we need to see more of them on, on Collision. I and feel Dynamite. like Athena and Willow would have been the main event, but I agree. not just taken away. So. Yeah, I agree. But, but I mean, that's not shooting a mini bell, but I don't think that's really what this yeah, is about. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to, to take your I don't like punk agenda yeah. and add no. it to this women's wrestling no, conversation. No, because you that's, need CM. They're trying to establish yeah. this TV show, so of course they're going to have CM Punk in all the main events. Like They're trying yeah, to establish that, this TV wild. show. Yeah. <laughs> That's some, that's some, there's some agenda in there. Yeah, it's a little man. I, we know how we know how Nelson Munch gets down, man. Mm -hmm. Of course, we appreciate you, Humper Chats, bro. Uh, oh, how do, <laughs> another one from Nelson Munch. How do you tell SRS you want to tell your story, and then he asks you questions? Uh, you can't even get coherent answers to to his questions. I can't. Also, Please send that to SRS. Also, did Lucifer uh I think he means ever there. Also, did Lefisto ever counted how many women have been injured, available? Listen, all of that stuff is kind of invalid, bro. Yeah. Like, I to can. be honest with you, like, mm -hmm. I get what I. I'm not the most well spoken person in the world. I'll just yeah. come out and say that. Per as, as somebody that hosts this podcast with Reg, um, and a lot of wrestlers, man, when you get them in a place where they are doing interviews sometimes they're not the most well-spoken i don't think yeah. it's to be i don't think it's to be said that because she stumbled through some of her answers that that means anything about you know who she is or what she was saying i don't or that think she was really lying good. no and it's I, hard these interviews are crazy yeah, and, and then trying to throw in all right well look at how many I, I get it i get that they have had some unlucky situations with that division but to consistently use those kind of things to try and shoot them bail or invalidate any criticism towards them. I don't think that that's cool, man. Like, mm. again, you don't have to, you don't have to agree with the woman. Um, you, you, you can think whatever of the interview, but I don't think we got to be doing all that. Mm. Uh, from, from Jake Salazar. So at what point uh, do we start calling Meltzer out on his stupid bullshit? Uh, like what? <laughs> He doing right Y'all are upset like, today. Like, wait a minute. Wait, I don't know what Meltzer did. But what does Meltzer do? I don't know what he did, but on um, at the same time, we all always have these Melter conversations. Like Melter is Melter. Like he's done what he's done for this space for for wrestling media. So I I'm not on that. I, I don't and let him I don't yell. Know he he he's earned the the right to yell. At <laughs> I don't know. Long. I don't know. What we're calling him out for um, another one from Nelson Muntz. Um, it's very telling when you've been in wrestling for 26 years and never wrestled for it. That's Any big telling. promotion, That's no, no WWE, no WWF, no That's WCW, not telling. no starting, blah blah blah. Not even marvelous, uh, but not telling. It's just not a telling. different time. She came from a different time period. I just don't. I, I, I don't think that I have the right to say what is telling about what she was willing to do and how she was getting to points where she was as a worker, as a person that's not from this company. Country. Some of that's the best wrestlers, Canada. some like, of the best wrestlers just, ever, never got a shot anywhere. I don't, I don't, 
I cannot sit here and judge based on how far she made it in her career. And I'm not doing that, bro. And she's I'm, a women's wrestler. There's so many different things, man. That's you can't. It's just different. I and I, I don't feel comfortable speaking on her career. I think that yeah, she never made it, but I do think that she's influenced a lot of people's careers, man. Yes. I think it's unfair to just just be like, Okay, well you didn't make it, so that invalidates your whole career. Like I just don't agree with that. She didn't but, make it to WrestleMania, but she's on the list of yeah, the greatest some of your, wrestlers of all time. So some of your favorite wrestlers speak very highly about Lefisto. Mm-hmm. So that's just the fact of the matter. And you don't know Lufisto, man. Come on. Exactly. You again. You don't know I, her. So uh, as you're again, saying, you, you don't, don't know her. Know so why people, are you being bro. wild? Like, oh, I don't know this person, but also she's dumb. Like, what? That doesn't even add up. Yeah. <laughs> th- exactly to my point, Matt. Great, great point. Amazing Red never quote unquote made it, but look at all of the people that Amazing Red has influenced, bro. Look at his impact on this industry, bro. And if you, you're going to you come on my podcast that. and say that Amazing Red ain't nothing, I will. Don't even get me started. I've been banned from Twitter from defending Red. <laughs> <laughs> banned. Um, I think that is it for our Humper Chats. Um, yeah. We got a few uh, Super Chats before we move on. Our homie Jake Salazar says, R.I.P. Angus Cloud. Man, really sad because he was my age. Yes. Um, rest in peace to Angus. Of course, me, uh, the little bit of connection. He was from Oakland, California. He was, uh, they found him, unfortunately, in Oakland, California. A lot of people that are mutuals are very upset this week. Uh, the young man was featured in Euphoria, but way deeper beyond that, he made a very big impact and personal connection with a lot of people from Oakland, California. Um, they have uh, just the way that people have been talking about him. He felt, he felt like a, a some energy that, that helped and encouraged and, and a lot of lives. And it's very unfortunate what happened with that, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Um, I definitely, man, depression is something else, man. Like and just uh, his just pops had uh, just died, man. Yeah. So like his pops just died and it seemed like he was having a hard time with that. And so as somebody that lost a parent, it is very, very difficult to deal with. Grief is very difficult thing to deal with, man. Um, so, you know, of course, rest in peace to him, you know, condolences to his family and friends. Mm-hmm. Oakland, California. I'm going to go find his mural. They put up like a new mural of him here. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says, don't tell anybody, but Rampage has pr- been pretty fun recently. Last yes. night's might might have been my favorite in years. Shout out to Shy Town Spurs. Yeah, yeah, big show last yeah. night. I think yeah, Shy Town Spurs said it perfectly here. It's been quietly about it. Like people aren't like nobody's really like, hey, Rampage, but they've been quietly putting on Rampage. some anger. Rampage has been been a lot better um, than it was uh, for the last few months. Um, that uh, that parking lot fight was. Really, really good. Exceptional stuff. Uh, continue to say Blackpool Combat Club is a fantastic heel stable. They're just a bunch of maniacs that just <laughs> nuts. go into every match trying to beat their opponents down and and, and just completely demoralize them. I love it. BCC. Um, yeah, I had to, had to get a chance to watch Rampage because I was, of course, at the Hood Slam show last night. Shout out to the people at Hood Slam. I want to get into that a little bit before we move on. Was at the Hood Slam show in Oakland. Hood Slam, uh, of course, has been a long-time promotion run out here in Oakland. I've talked about them many times. These shows are so insane. Last night's show was at this club called the Continental Club in Oakland. 
this was one of the loudest wrestling shows I've ever been to in my life. And I've been to WrestleMania. I don't know if it was because of the space or what was going on, but these people were so loud. My ears are still ringing right now from uh, the loudness of the show. Everybody was amazing. It's such a it's such a great atmosphere. It's in a bar, like I said. People are drinking. Most of the fans are not wrestling fans. Most of the people are only Hood Slam, Hood Slam fans. They only they don't know anything about wrestling. They only know about Hood Slam in Oakland. It's amazing. I've had many a times when I tell people from Oakland I meet a new lady or something. Hey, oh, what do you do in your life? Oh, I work. Uh, it's always the same every single time. What do you do? Oh, I'd be podcasting and talking about and writing about uh, pro wrestling. The response every single time. Oh, have you been to Hood Slam? It never, ever, ever fails. These people that don't know anything about pro wrestling, they know about Hood Slam. So shout out to Hood Slam. Shout out to Dark Sheik. She's the greatest. There's a lot of great stuff happening there last night. They had some tournaments. If you want to catch up on Hood Slam, uh, it's called We uh, Are You Up. Uh, you can see it on Fight Plus along with a lot of their catalog. So if you have Fight Plus, uh, you can see them in a lot of dope independent wrestling promotions. This is the uh, super chat that you guys are just silly. This super chat is from Sir Isaac Newton. He says, shout out to my boy Gravity, TV title tournament finalist. <laughs> Y'all are silly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so silly. <laughs> Y'all are silly, man. <laughs> Isaac Newton sending a shout out to his favorite wrestler, Gravity. <laughs> Y'all are something else, man. What a good time. Great memories. So funny. Jake Salazar said he wasn't going to troll earlier, and here he goes. WWE paid Lufisto to do this. I'm convinced. Stop it. <sighs> Stop it. Stop it with the conspiracies, guys. Cut it out. <laughs> Our homeboy Eloquent says, uh, Lufisto buried the division, but when the roster responded, her framing it like the women were telling her to blank herself was whack to me. Yeah, very unfortunate way that people were talking, responding yeah. to her. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I, don't, I didn't agree with everything that she said or the way she chose to frame some of it, but I think some of it was just whack all around. I think some of the yeah. response to her was, was whack as well. Hated it. Uh, Stereo Academy says AEW fans looked like Feds fans yesterday. Wild. Listen, man. Wrestling fans gonna wrestling fan no matter what Listen, brand. <laughs> I I definitely seen the similarities yesterday, bro. <laughs> wrestling fans are gone wrestling fans shout out to uh, the homeboy BR with a very generous super chat or the person BR sorry for uh, labeling you like that uh, BR I had a co-worker who has never been nothing but nice to me but I recently learned that this person and their other work fans were bullying another person I work with because my limited interaction with that person exactly you could be working with these people and don't know these people like honestly like i talk to phil every single day but somebody could be like hey you know phil be wild and he murdered somebody i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> you heard about phil he, he stayed listen, with it man. on him i'd be like and, i didn't know that he stayed with it on him that's crazy <laughs> listen man the, people show you one side of themselves and again i'm not saying that the anything... side that they want you to see some people will just yeah. i just want you to see this part that's it yeah, so I'm not saying that anybody's take on anything here is, is, is wrong or invalid. It's just that, man, some people, man, you just never know, man. You never know what people are doing when they're not in front of you, man. And that's that's why I'm like, again, you don't know these people. Wrestlers that are friends with these people, they have the right to speak on it. But, man, it's me. I don't know, man. 
you just don't know man it just mm. somebody's experience just because they having good experiences don't invalidate somebody else having negative experiences man right that's it uh Shaitan spurs says there's a difference between naming specific talent and talking about the booking lufisto treaded for more into the former than swole people were allowed to come back at you when you name drop um yeah people that work there not fans exactly people that work there that, that doesn't open the floodgates because she said that that uh, anybody could be like yes of course i'm i'm live here in fucking cincinnati no that's not how it works uh br also says my point being as phil says we don't know these people that's all i keep trying to tell y'all you do not know these people man jake salazar y'all are not doing this today nelson don't make me cook you today uh y'all today over there with that no, don't make me pu- don't make me pull this car over man our homeboy Bragav says, Happy Saturday. Y'all are amazing. Love Grapsity. Thanks everybody for the super chat today you, and man. subscribing to uh the FIFO page uh on YouTube. Uh Tim Gordon says Claudio looks like the strongest human alive in these BCC plunder matches. Ripping the door off the hinges was insane. Man. Yeah, <laughs> Claudio's like I don't want to say quiet strong because it's very loud, but yes, it, there's always moments like that where you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's a monster. He's a machine. Yeah, no, nah, Claudio, I'm telling you, this is the most I've enjoyed Claudio as a wrestler. It just, <laughs> he's he's great, man. This is amazing, man. After that, like, he's been cooking a lot, but I keep thinking back to the match with Pac. Who, what, what happened to Pac? Yeah, it's an unspecified injury, injury, but if you did not see Rampage last night, Tony Schiavone, uh, announced that Pac is un- is injured and he'll be out for an unspecified. Oh, un- yeah, he, he'll be out for a little bit of time. So. He just came back, Phil. Um, yeah, I'm not sure when the injury happened, and again, they haven't specified what the injury is, but sounds like he'll be out for a little bit. I mean, bro, he he didn't come back for easy matches. He came back for the blood and guts. I mean the the then, yeah the bloody guts match and then the match with Claudio and those are two very hard matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh he wrestled he he wrestled a lot and and with oh a and then the gravity and, match too. Yeah. So hopefully he's okay, man. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Hate that he'll possibly miss the Wembley show. Um, man, sucks. Yep. And then our homie Bragov also says, man, the way that they removed Becky versus Trish and Rhea matches to accommodate Kid F and Rock of all people is just horrible. They deserve better. That might be a good way to transition, I think, Phil. Uh, yeah, I mean, let, well, let's get into SummerSlam last. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do think that uh, not having Becky and uh, Trish on this card after you've been building to this match since around March is insane to me. Um, you saying that doesn't even make sense. Like you saying th- them not having Trish Stratus on the card is like, <laughs> like that. My brain this, can't even yeah, commute this, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a Hall of Famer, man. You can't make time <laughs> for a WWE Hall of Famer and probably the biggest star you have in your women's division, possibly one of the biggest stars you have in your company. Like What's that going just, on here? I, I that doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, of course, we got the reports at one point people were speculating maybe that that one of them was injured. I saw that people were speculating maybe the nose injury was was real and it's not a work. No, the face nope. mask stuff is a work. She's mm-hmm. it's a callback to the stuff she was doing before the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Sean uh, gave us a definitive report on Fightful Select, where he was saying that it seems like it's a time constraint because they're trying to keep the 
PLEs at a certain time limit. Uh, I get I get wanting to have concise pay-per-views and not having these really long pay-per-views, but I feel like if if it's at the expense of a match like that that you've been building for months, I don't really understand that. Why? That's a weak excuse, man. <laughs> Why sacrifice a story? Like, this is all that we I feel like we ever want is them to tell stories, and mm-hmm. then they tell a good story that we're all into, and then they don't. <laughs> They don't give them a big payoff at the big show that we're going to like. Yeah, you guys have been setting us up for this. Why would you take it away from them? Yeah, putting it on TV when, like I said, you've been building this for a long time. Like, this should be a pay-per-view match. And they're uh, like, you, the, their excuse yeah. of being like, oh, it's Canada. That'll be bigger for Trish. Don't. No, uh-uh, it it, don't it do will, it. but come on. This is a, this is a pay-per-view Summer match. Summer slam, man. This, this is a blow-off match that deserves to be on a pay-per-view. Um and I think the thing that is troubling for me is that every time we get to a point where you got to cut somebody off, why is it always the women? Why are the women yep. always the ones getting cut off? I mean, yep. we just we every just had, time we just had this issue with the uh, Raw 30 where Becky got cut short that night. Then the, mm-hmm. and the cage match got taken off. Um, mm-hmm. And then you take two women's matches off this card. It's not just that Becky and Trish are not on this card. Rhea is also not defending her title on this card. Like, mm-hmm. I think I would think being a champion certifies you a spot at the third biggest pay-per-view of the calendar year so I thought. but no she doesn't have a match here either like it uh, always feels like when they when they're picking the card it's like all right here are all the champions and then who's gonna face them but it's not they don't use that logic at all like being a champion doesn't guarantee you anything these days like you could be the champion and not be on the shows you could be the champion and not defend your champion you could be the champion and be going in a different division it's like the game is so muddied, it's crazy. But yeah, this right here is like you want big marquee matches. You set up this big marquee match. Yeah. It's like you said, you're probably the biggest uh person in your women's division right now against a hall of fame talent that name brand alone. And beyond that, Trish, every time I even hear Trish, it blows my mind that she came back, but she's working so hard. And like this, she came back to help y'all, and this is how y'all reward her. Like what <laughs> yeah that yeah i just don't understand it man I, I i guess like i've seen people that are like oh this will work out in the long run maybe it will but i just don't understand the logic of it this wrong, long-term stuff hasn't worked out for us when we say this <laughs> yeah but yeah cutting two women's matches off this card is it's it's yucky to me yeah i i, I think it might have been presumptuous to pe- for people to be like we're getting w- four women's matches and it sure seemed like we were getting four women's matches but uh, I just uh, it's I, like I a almost... gift and a curse, man. Because there was a while where people were like, "The shows are too long," and then and then Triple H was like, "I got y'all. Like we're gonna... I got you. <laughs> I, I'll it's it. gonna be compact. It's not gonna be long." And yeah. now people are like, "Wait, what a second? <laughs> I need, we need yeah. more." <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's hard to for me to say which is kind of worse because I do think it's it's in some ways worse that Rhea doesn't have a title match on this show. But at the same time, this is a match with Becky and Trish that we have been building since before WrestleMania. And <laughs> we, just, we get to and SummerSlam. Re- in wrestling term, that's a long time. Yeah, this has been going on for a minute. And so to get to SummerSlam and not have plans for them on a pay-per-view is crazy. A Hall of Famer, Phil. Like, this ain't just like, oh, Becky was going to wrestle like Liv Morgan. No, no shade to Liv Morgan. But, like, this is Trish Stratish, like, uh, the Mount Rushmore of WWE women's wrestlers, like she's on there, bro. At least that's what I felt like y'all have been telling me for a long time. Like, what's going on? It seems like pretty self-made. But beyond that, there is a women's is though. There's two women's matches on the show at least, yeah. so that's worth something, right? 
Yeah, I just I think it's unfortunate that uh, those those uh, potentially four women didn't get a spot on this card as well. Like I was going to say, would you put any of those matches over? Would you have put either of those matches over the Ronda and Shayna match? No, because I think it's kind of no. the same thing where you've been building this. You've been probably, building it. You've been building it from another pay-per-view. It sure seems like this is probably the end of Ronda's run for now. And so you mm-hmm. want to probably give you know her that send-off and give her a stage to possibly put Shayna over in a big way at a pay-per-view. So, yeah, I get why you wouldn't have taken the two matches off there. But at the same time, there is no representative from Raw on this show for the women's division. Ooh. There is no title match for the women's division on Raw, and the storyline with Becky and Trish has been going on in Raw. You have none of that on this show. Ooh, and that <laughs> I keep every time you say Rhea, I think of that tweet where somebody said that Rhea's over, so she doesn't need to wrestle. <laughs> well, she's over; it doesn't matter. She has Dominic; she don't need to wrestle. It's like, well, give up that championship then, if that's the case. <laughs> I don't I don't get it, man. And if you think that she doesn't feel that way, she just we just got that quote today that she was saying it's heartbreaking that she's not on this card. So she don't feel that and way. Who, she wants to I, wrestle. I hate when people try to put that on wrestlers of like, oh no, it's fine, it'll work in the long way. You think these people don't want to work the biggest shows of the year? You think Becky yes. and Trish and Ray is, and Rhea don't so want to be on this giant show that sold out and all these fans are there. You think they don't want to be part of this? You think people didn't want to be in Puerto Rico when that amazing crowd and all these shows? Everybody wants to be a part of all the biggest shows, no matter what. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, though. So uh, let's get into maybe the rest of the card before we uh, we move on. Maybe make a little prediction since today is august 5th SummerSlam is going down a lot of our friends are in detroit having a really good time out there getting interviews and doing the thing that the main event i want to get right to it phil does jay uso finish the story tonight do you think that jay uso leaves detroit with them championships no <laughs> I don't. All right. I don't. Um What's but, what are they gonna do to make this moment worth it? I think it's probably gonna be a good match. It's probably gonna be one of those um hardcore matches with Roman where you get a lot of plunder and the dramatics and you're gonna get the interference and all this other this stuff. This is probably where we'll get Rikishi, right? Maybe. Um I don't know. We're gonna get all of the dramatic stuff, but I don't think Jay is winning this match, man. I, I don't see any world where Jay walks out of SummerSlam as champion. Um, but you are right. We do see a lot of our people out here doing media stuff. Shout out to a lot of people. I seen Malcolm out there with his Darkwing Duck hat on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he almost kind of looked like a Black Mountie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so shout out to them, man. But yeah, no. Um, so, card as it stands, we have uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, of course. Um, is that a stipulation match? It is not. Uh, Cody just spoke recently about why him and Brock didn't want it to be a stipulation match. Um, Cody's got to win this match. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's no way around it. Cody has to win this match. Right? Yeah, there isn't any. The, there's only one outcome of this match. If Cody doesn't win, it just doesn't make sense. I think the most interesting thing about that is where does Cody go after that? Yeah, I don't know, um, but it's Cody. He'll figure it out. Cody still feels. Um, he still feels like the guy, and I mean, he does. It, it, 
you could uh especially after this doc yeah you could easily say that after everything that you know he's lost a little something i do think that he's lost a little bit of the mystique when he first came back in january but no this guy is still super duper over uh he still carries himself like a guy that should be the face of the company um he's still the guy in my mind he's still the guy to beat roman um yeah i don't so, think it, he's yeah. still he's still moving like it's lit which is the best part about it like yeah it, it a little bit of it is happening, but I think that was going to happen naturally over time. That's just how things happen. Still, so over. Still, one of the hottest and, baby faces in the company, over. and still should be the one to finish the story, as they say. Get him, Cody. I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of match that they do because you know Brock Lesnar matches are always. It's always kind of a mystery how it'd be if it's like. Are they going to do the Suplex City thing? I know that they like Cody likes to to get around things, and the the previous matches have been the kind of way. And I'm 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 trying to see what they're going to do differently this time. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, we we got this uh, battle royal that was announced within <laughs> the last two weeks. Um, Slim Jim Battle Royal. That's right. Corporate. Get your get your uh, endorsement <laughs> money. Um, Does this have any stakes? Besides no. the fake beef steaks of Slim Jim? <laughs> no. This feels like a, a not just a way to get L.A. Knight on the card because they don't have the U.S. title match on this card, but it also feels like a way to get all these other people on the card, which mm-hmm. just thinking about a world where we have A.J. Styles doing nothing and, and we got to use the battle royal to get A.J. Styles That just messed me up. You saying his name. I was like, damn, they got A.J. Styles. This is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> He's so, going to be in some dumb battle royal. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to add a 25-man battle royal. I'm pretty certain. Is Theory LA... defending this championship tonight? No, he's going to he's, he's gonna defend it on the following SmackDown. Uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty certain that LA Knight is winning this uh, this battle royal. Yeah. Um, he seems, seems like, like it's been set up for him. It seems like the most obvious choice. He's the most popular guy going into it. Um, can't say that I'm super excited about this battle royal. I understand why it's here. They're probably getting a shitload of money to do this. So, <laughs> this is what it is. That logic of pro wrestling is crazy. Like, this man, like, you ever thought hip hop would take it this far? Of like, I never thought like they were gonna pay me a million dollars or whatever to like just say their name during a match. Yeah, so it it is what it is. Uh, Listen, get get L.A. Knight doing the Slim Jim commercials. Get all the cool money and all that stuff. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. no, no. Uh, can't say that I'm super excited about it, though. You know, uh, every time that uh, old L.A. Knight does an interview, I'm like, I think he's aware of what's going on. But he's like, he's like, I'm just going to it feels like he's like, I'm just going to ride it out and hope for the best. But like, I don't know over here, because every time he does an interview, he's like, I hear you guys like I thought I should have been on this, too. But <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> I think he's making the best out of the situation. I I can't imagine he thought he was going to be this hot after he turned face and went back to the L.A. Night gimmick. This mm-hmm. worked out way better than anybody could have guessed for him. True. And so I think he's looking around like, hey, everything, anything that I get from this point on is, is, is you know, is money. Because, um, mm-hmm. man, I didn't expect to be this well-received. So, And I could be guessing, but that's, that's, the, that's the vibe I get when I see him doing interviews. Like, listen, man, if I don't get that moment, man, I'm winning, man. My, my, merch, mm-hmm. is, my merch is selling out to stores, bro. I'm I'm getting a great reaction every night. Yeah, it'd be cool if they put some gold on me, but man, he's undoubtedly one of the most popular guys in that company right now. And sometimes we get so like hung up on 
big matches and championships and all this. And like, sometimes like the dream was just to get to WWE and like, I'm living the dream, bro. Like, like you said, I got crazy merch. The fans are nuts for me. Probably getting a good check. Like I'm on every show, even if like, you know, he's all on the house shows and like everything that like, he's always out there. They haven't been dark matches and stuff. Like I'm on every show still. I'm out here living my dream. Like, Oh, which I want. Yeah. No, I've at this point, this guy, can't tell me nothing with this guy. Uh, people thought he was finished after that Bray match. They did. He he came out of that even was one more. Of <laughs> he came out of that even more popular, man. He made the best out of that match. I feel like he's made the best out of everything they've asked of him. You can make you can seriously make the argument that he made the best out of the Maximum Males model stuff, and he, he moved on from that, and he's cooking. So, hey, man, it, at some point they're gonna have to probably give him his due because yeah, he's just too popular, man. He is. Uh, I, I don't understand why they didn't just do the U.S. title match here and just give him the belt, but it would have made more sense. Probably would have been easier too. You could have just called it the Slim Jim uh, U.S. title match or something. I don't know. <laughs> like you could have still branded it that. But you know, also shout out to the wrestlers that are going to be in that battle royal. Get a big moment. Like there's some bright side yeah. to this. Grayson Waller and a bunch of other guys are going to be in there. So right, what it is. Uh, right. We have Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship versus uh, Drew McIntyre. I think Gunther's going to retain here, but I do think it's going to be a really good match. Did you see uh, Drew's little quote from this week saying about turning heel? And it was like, oh, well, if it's at the right time, like I think I think this is the right time. If you want to be if you want to be a challenger for what you should be, and I should think you are uh, a challenger for Seth Rollins' World Heavyweight Championship, I think being a heel will probably be the better way to go for that. Yeah, I think Raw needs a, a another main event heel. Exactly, and and I think he fits the bill. I don't. It, it just tells me that he pays attention to a lot of stuff, and that's why mm-hmm. before when we got that thing from Triple H, where it's like, oh, he didn't have a problem. Who where'd that come from? <laughs> um, I, no, he does definitely. As tells Drew me, came back and was like, "Nah, Triple H is capping, bro." <laughs> yeah, that that in his quote about how he was saying, "Yeah, I saw a lot of dirt sheets saying this." I'm like, "Yeah, you pay attention to a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff, bro," but mm-hmm. you know. More wrestlers do than than we think. Um, but, yeah, they've been bringing up this honky-tonk man too often for us yeah. to not think that I, Gunther's yeah. going to be the one to, you know, to Gunther, get to that. Gunther's going to break that record. So I think Gunther will retain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the... <laughs> We've got the celebrity night du jour. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Discourse du- is going to be lit at the end of this. Uh, Ricochet will be taking on Logan Paul tonight. Um I have to assume the Logan most Paul. viral match of all time, Phil. Don't forget. <laughs> I have to assume that Logan Paul is probably going over, but I think this has benefited Ricochet. I think this is the most interesting Ricochet has looked as a singles competitor on the main roster in some time. Um, I, I mean, not counting the stuff that he had, he did on raw with the Intercontinental intercontinental title as well, but I think this is a good feud for him, but yeah, Logan Paul probably won in this. Yeah, Phil, this has all felt like it's been the kind of uh, sink or swim thing for Ricochet. I think this mm-hmm. was like, yo, you've been saying you could do it. You've been saying that you want the opportunity. You've been saying this, like, do it. Like, if you could do it with with Logan Paul, then maybe we'll have faith in you moving forward. And I think I don't know, but Logan Paul has kind of been cooking him in a lot of the a lot of the little promo things. I've been like, oh, Logan Paul might have got the better of him off that. Is that a good is that the way that they wanted to go? Like is that the look that they're going for? I'm like, well of course wow. cuz they they want the celebrity to go over. And so yeah. he's going to go over here. Um 
I think it's going to probably be a fun match based on other things we've seen them do, um, whether it be the ladder match or the mm-hmm. or the Royal Rumble spot. This is going to be a fun match, uh, but I definitely think Logan Paul is going to win. Yeah, and apparently Logan Paul is flying immediately after his match to his brother's oh, boxing that's right. fight. Pro- so. Yeah, so it'll probably open the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably we'll probably get a fun sprint out of this uh, yeah. and Logan Paul will take his win and, and run out there and support his brother <laughs> and that that that's what really makes me think that he's gonna win is because he's gonna be there at the fight mm-hmm. so they could say and he just won a fight at SummerSlam and now he's here like yeah yep, yep, <laughs> yep. uh see we got the Ronda versus Shayna match we talked about earlier um very excited about this match um I think they've done a great job of building this um those uh, video packages they ran this week were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job of explaining Shayna's motivation. Uh, I think Shayna did some of her best promo and character work stuff in this. This is uh, somehow turned into a hot feud going mm-hmm. to SummerSlam. I hope they do the right thing, give Shayna a win here, and actually give Shayna some cool stuff to do after this. Yeah, MMA rules or whatever. There's some MMA thing attached to it, and people were upset this week because there's no cage or there's mm-hmm. no fight pit. But like, you guys, pride, pride fighting. It's, it happens in a ring. Like, there's some MMA fights that happen in the ring all the time. Like, Japan loves MMA fights in the ring, so it's gonna be fun. These people have been planning this match probably for like <laughs> eight yeah. years or some for like a long time. So. I expect some something really good because they were they've been roommates they've been they've been uh, you know opponent they've been all the things that you could run the way and I'm sure they've talked about this match for years being like when we get our opportunity what if it's MMA rules and we could do all these things so I'm expecting some really cool things out of this yeah I agree um, it was Shayna going over as she should. Yeah, Shayna should win. I don't know if Ronda's going to be gone for a while, if Ronda's gone for good. I don't know what this means. Um, cause Feels like she might be gone for good. I don't know if she likes it over here. Yeah, I don't know. We got that report that she's wrapping up her contract, so this could be it. Um, I don't know, but if that is it, use this match to give Shayna the rub and give Shayna some cool stuff to do after this. If don't this just... is it, Phil, how do you grade Ronda Rousey's WWE career? And there were some high points for sure. Uh, I of course I think the beginning of it was much better than the second year. Uh, I think that first year she was doing well. She was having good matches. Um, she was involved in good storylines. Remember, uh, she was defending the championship. It felt like every Monday, like she was wrestling. Sasha, yeah, like she was wrestling everybody. Yeah, she was uh, ragdolling Alicia Fox around out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, it's just the second year that is just not good. Not, not really the Royal good. Rumble return was not. Oh good. my god! <laughs> Royal Rumble return was not good. The, the, a lot of stuff she was involved in that second year wasn't good. The matches weren't as good. Um, stuff. Uh, this year, I, at least she did some interesting stuff, like whether it be the tag title win, um, the stuff with uh, with Shanda that's currently going on. But mm-hmm. man, the promo stuff this year was oof. It's rough. Uh, um, <laughs> I think I've only liked like one Ronda Rousey promo ever, and it was mm-hmm. when she was fake fired and she was yelling at Adam Pierce one time, and she was I supposed mean, I, to be a yeah. heel, but she was a baby face, and I was like, okay, she showed some fire, yeah, she, but like she, she had a point. Adam Pierce is bad at his job. Most of it has been like, don't let this lady talk. <laughs> yeah, no, nah. she she had a point. Adam Pierce is bad at his job, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a bad authority figure. That's um, why it hit because it was like, oh, she's telling <laughs> the truth, but I guess anybody could have did that because he is bad at his job. 
I, I'll give her a grade for her entire WWE career if it's done. I'll give it a solid C. I think mm-hmm. that um, I think that a lot of stuff she did the first time around, whether it be her involvement with the Royal Rumble, Evolution, all the stuff um, that she did. Main event, the, WrestleMania. Main eventing, Becky, mm-hmm. the, the Becky feud, um, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, all of that stuff was a high point, but man, Hold oh, the Return just did not live up to that initial year. <laughs> Brought that average down for sure on the second so half. So I, I would say a solid C, I think, and, and it's mostly a C because of the stuff from the first year. Yeah, same here. Like that, the, the stuff in the the first year was pretty strong, and like I thought that she was coming off the UFC stuff, and she was in a really hot position. But the second half was just like she was just here, just like I'm doing yeah. my job. <laughs> oh, you want me to do this? I'll do it. She didn't seem as enthusiastic about everything she was doing as well mm-hmm. when she came back. And I think that that was part of the fun the first year is that it seemed like she was yes. at least having fun doing what she was doing. Exactly. And she just seems like just so unhappy, man. And mm-hmm. I could be misreading it, but it just looks that way. That's what it felt like on screen. And all the promos <laughs> were just like, oh, what do you guys want me to say out there? Okay. Uh, well, guess I'll see you at Summerfest. I mean, oops, SummerSlam. It's like, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> just <Yeah>. stuff like that <laughs> yeah well, but at least it looks like she's enjoying putting this thing together with Shayna it looked yes. like she was enjoying working with her as a tag team it looks like some of this stuff was stuff she always wanted to do so mm-hmm. if this is the way to end it on a high note you know can't be Good. mad at that right uh, see we also have Oscar versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca for the Smackdown Women's Championship um and I just saw before I got on this podcast, I was looking at some clips that Selena Vega pinned EO Sky, the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase holder, last night on SmackDown. She did. So I, WWE always like anytime they have somebody lose, I'm like that might mean EO's going to go over tomorrow because they did this stupid thing. They, they do this all the time with the Money in the Bank winners. They I hate have it. them. They have them lose a lot until they cash in. Um, I. I fear that Charlotte's winning this match so EO can, oh. cash, can cash in. I fear oh, that this please no, Phil, because not this, that. This is, this is their favorite thing to do with they the women's it. briefcase. They, they because they it. know that nobody wants to really see Charlotte as champion, but right. they also want to pad her stats with these title reigns. Yeah, and, so, and it's an easy way to get one yeah, in. Like They could have her as champion yeah. for 30 seconds with the damn briefcase. I, I fear that's where they're going, and just the way they're building this feud with um, Bianca, it seems like that's what they really, really want to do is get to the shits with Charlotte and Bianca. And it's Oscar. just Oscar has just been such a third wheel in this program. Just it's so it's so deflating. But I do think it'll be a good match. Um I hope that I'm wrong that Charlotte's gonna win here, but I just have a feeling because I mean they love that trope for sure, man. We've the, seen this uh, almost every cash-in, every woman's cash-in at this point has been on Charlotte. The, yeah, because the other thing, historically SummerSlam since 2016 charlotte is usually in either a multi-woman match or some kind of match where she wins yeah um she summer slams her show she rarely loses at SummerSlam. i mean if you remember the multi-woman match at SummerSlam where becky turned on her oh yeah she was also in that match she won that match and that felt like it was becky's time but they're like nope we're nope. gonna give the one to charlotte it's charlotte's time um so <laughs> I would not be shocked at all if Charlotte wins tonight. Um, I would not like it at all, but I, Look, I, I don't know. At this point, like, I know how people be talking about Charlotte, but, like, throughout her career, respect, bro. Like, nah, no, she's great. You, you guys want to put the belt on me? All right, I'll take it. 
She's great. I just I'm think not going to be like, no. <laughs> she's great. I just think the biggest, um, the, my biggest critique of Charlotte and the way that they book her is they don't really develop her past. I'm I'm the greatest. Look at me. I have luxurious things. My Every dad, time she comes my dad out, is Ric Flair. Same, I'm, cha- same. I'm a champion. I want to be champion. It just always feels very same, same thing over and over again. So I... It, but but is it a, like Travis Scott? This is what we expect from her. <laughs> she's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, she's still doing rodeo. It's Charlotte Flair. <laughs> nah, we, we definitely get in Flair World one year in, in Charlotte. 1,000%. In, in, uh, in, Char- in, in Queen City, man. I'm surprised they haven't done Flair World already. Out We're getting Flair in World, Charlotte, bro. North Carolina. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. where do you think... What do you think the women's match uh, is this leading to Bianca and Rhea at WrestleMania or Bianca and Charlotte at WrestleMania? And where does this leave Oscar? Is this it for Oscar in the WWE? As as far as like, is this it, Phil? Yeah. My other prediction, and I I, I could be wrong about this as well. I could see Oscar retaining, and I could see. EO beating Asuka is a lot better. If, if yeah. as, as, as far as everything, that makes more sense. Yeah, I could see Asuka retaining, and I could see EO going to cash in and Shotzi coming in to interfere. Uh, that's the other thing I could see very much happening, that all of this is a swerve to make us think that EO is going to cash in, but she's not actually going to cash in. And she'll cash in later on. Um, and Asuka will remain champion. I hope that's where we get, because I Same. do think that they should continue to build Asuka up as a champion so that when we get the EO match, it, it matters more. Um, because if you just have Asuka lose here tonight, then what are we really doing? Um, and, I mean, Asuka's Asuka. She's always going to be popular. You can always heat her back up, but I, I think that would be a big mistake to have her lose tonight in that way. Um, I don't know what they're doing for WrestleMania. I want to assume that it's probably going to be Bianca versus Charlotte, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I can I just I want Oscar to go over, man. Becky, I, 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 I mean, Charlotte doesn't need it, you guys. She, she got does it. Not She's the one. She's it. Charlotte. She does not need it. And I would I would have uh, EO hold that briefcase longer. I don't think she needs mm. to cash in tonight. I think having the Shotzi stuff going on as well um, gives them a good out. But again, we know how they are. It's, it's SummerSlam. They want moments. So yeah, I like your idea of. Uh, Oscar retains and she builds it more than they build that builds up the her then we really want her and EO to go at it. I think that just yeah. makes more sense. We already want them to go at it bad, but like <laughs> more. Um see we got what is being deemed the co main event, which is Stop with it. <laughs> we know what the main event of the show is. Co main event of the show, Seth Freaking Rollins versus oh. Finn Balor for the world heavyweight championship. Um I think that they've been doing some good stuff with this feud. Uh, my guy got <laughs> summarily jumped in the ring the other night. <laughs> Beat down. He, he got he got stomped out, but he didn't care nothing about it. He was still out there yesterday with his lace shirt on in Detroit, taking pictures with fans, and then made the trip back to Dayton, and then came back to Detroit. Champion work, man. Flewed out, baby. Getting flewed out. So, does Finn Balor do it tonight? I don't think that he does. I think no. Finn Balor's losing tonight. I think yeah. that uh, I think that Seth Rollins is going to retain. Oh yeah, Damian Priest has a briefcase also looming yeah. in the background. He does. Um, 
I could see it going either way. I wouldn't be mad at Finn Balor winning, but I do think that uh, there's more you can do with Seth Rollins as champion. And I do think that it's not, I don't think it's quite time to take the belt off of Seth yet. I think, and I think that that's part of the reason why some people are like, oh man, Judgment Day, they're cooking right now. Look at them. Mm -hmm. They got all, they got all this gold. They got the briefcase. And I, I think that's part of the reason why Finn will not win. I think Finn will be the odd man out. He will be the one that does not have a title and complete, and that will continue to sow the seeds of dissension among the Judgment Day. But this also is kind of best case scenario, I feel, Phil, because if Finn Balor does uh, actually, you know, pull out a victory, that's fun too. There's a lot of super dope things they could do with mm-hmm. that. It's a, it's a good thing for yeah. uh, for Finn. There's a lot of opponents for him to go against, and you could continue. You could kind of tell a cool story over there too with the Judgment Day, even with them having the championship of them all maybe being jealous of him. There's a bunch of ways you could go, but I don't think it's going to go that way. I think Seth Rollins needs to keep doing what he's been doing. I think uh, for for what they've been doing with that championship, Seth Rollins makes more sense right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Seth. Uh, yeah, I think Seth's winning as well. Um, yeah, we talked about the main event. Um, I do think Roman is winning this in dramatic fashion. He's going to break you guys' hearts again that keep thinking that Jay is going to beat this guy and that he's going to complete some storyline here. Why does everybody want their hearts broken, Phil, all the time? We're just like, maybe this is the time that my heart won't be broken. Yeah, it's not. Might happen again. What'd you you think about, uh, you watched SmackDown last night? What'd you think of uh, Jay's uh, promo? I didn't see his promo. How was it? It was cool. They did this really cool vignette before it where they had a... uh, Rikishi and Afa and Seek on there, and they were talking about the importance of uh, the lay and you know the tribal mm-hmm. chief and the lore and everything. That was cool. And then we got uh, Jay Uso coming out. He did this very um, Jay Uso promo where he's all charged up. He moves around a lot. You you've seen the Jay Uso promo, mm-hmm. and uh, he keeps one, the mic mic down by his knees. Yeah, he, he breaks <laughs> it back up, and he's like, yeah, it's, he's, yeah. No, so he's uh, at, at one point he's like, uh, yeah, I'm. He's like. I'm bringing this to SummerSlam. And then he goes, I'm bringing the culture to SummerSlam. I was like, wait a minute, what culture? Samoan culture? (laughs) (laughs) What culture are you talking about, Jay? And not what culture? What culture are you talking about? I was like, are you you talking about Samoan culture? I I, I, I hope you are, because the culture... Uh, we got, I got some questions. If you mean the I'd culture, li- I'd, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to think he's talking about Samoan culture. I'd like to think he's talking about Samoan culture. I did see that clip of the they they caught up with Jay throughout this week, and uh, he brings his son in, and he's like, "Hey, who you think is gonna win?" And his son's like, "At this point, I think Uncle Joe's gonna do it. <laughs> it be your own people, man. It be your own people." But his son, his son ain't dumb. He watches the product. He know what time it is. He like, no, you ain't beating Uncle Joe. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you? Because uh, I see it in the chat now. Do you think we see a rock sighting t- tomorrow night? I mean tonight. No. Absolutely. You know, you know what I really want to happen. The strike is on, though, my people. It is on. You know what I really want to happen. Mm-hmm. I want Grayson Waller to finish this battle royal, and he's out there with a microphone, and he's trying to do like his call <laughs> out. And he's doing a segment, and then Rock comes out and confronts him. Rock bottoms him, leaves, never says anything about Roman. <laughs> Just leaves and we don't see him again. It's on a plane. We never see him again. I would, I would love it. 
I would love imagine it. he comes on and does a program with Grayson Waller and just does it. it doesn't even do a program with him. Just just that. rock bottoms Grayson Waller. Rock <laughs> and, and just that's it. We and we just don't see him again. <laughs> I would think that, that was the funniest l- thing in the world. It would be looming under over SummerSlam. It's already looming over SummerSlam, I feel, but uh I'm I'm about 50-50 at this point. If there wasn't a strike, I'd be like, no, because he'd be working on a movie right now. But the bro's probably just at home right now, kicking it. And I, I don't think he's coming. I, I do think it would be funny if he did the Grayson Waller thing, but I don't think he's coming. Shout out to The Rock, though, uh, donating the house to that MMA fighter. You saw that clip of him meeting the yeah. MMA fighter. The MMA fighter got really emotional, and he donated him a house. The Rock ain't going to be at SummerSlam, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that was really cool. I, I also saw that clip of how he's talking about uh, – what his daughter wrestling meant to him and just oh, how cool yeah. of a moment that was. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, shout out to the rock. I don't think we'll see him tonight, but I wouldn't think rock. so. No, they ain't got, a, <laughs> they ain't got enough money. Yeah, they didn't get him uh, and M. They ain't spending money on the rock either. No, I don't think we'll be seeing the rock. Uh, that, that's it for this summer. That's the part. show. I don't think, I don't think I skipped any matches, but um, should be a fun show. Looking forward is to the, it. Uh, the Battle Royals on the regular show, not the pre-show, or is it on the pre-show? On the regular show. It's Slim wow. Jim, buddy. They ain't paying to be on no pre-show. <laughs> what you talking about? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what time y'all about to be playing our little clip, huh? <laughs> what you mean, bro? I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Uh, yeah, so that's tonight. Uh, it's a busy night of combat sports and sports entertainment. There's boxing, there's uh, SummerSlam, and there's AEW Collision, which we're going to get into here soon. Let's get into a couple of more Super Chats before we move forward, though. Uh, Words from Wiz says, completely off topic, I've seen some recent clips of Jeff Hardy. Your thoughts on it being time to stop? Could he be hurting his legacy? Mm, I mean, that's not really up for me to call. I I, I don't mind what he's been doing. Um when he's ready, he's ready. When he's ready to be done, he'll be ready to done. I mean, wrestlers know more than we know. I mean. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be on that. He's not going to be the old Jeff Hardy TNA guy doing like swantons no. onto uh, the the ring steps and trying to compete with Darby Allen. They're going to do this Hardy boy legacy run, and I think they're, he's yeah. going to protect him. Matt Hardy knows what's up. Everybody kind of around the situation knows what's up. I, I, I am very excited that um, we did get from Rampage that the Bucks are officially going back to tag team wrestling. Yes. And their first match will be the Hardy Boys next week. Um, yes. I don't think this is going to be like as good as their ROH matches or, you know, anything like that. But it's hard for me to say I'm not excited about the Hardys and the Bucks being in the ring together. We'll talk about it more here soon. But there's a little rumor about the Young Bucks match at All In, and I may. Do you think the boys show up on Saturday? One of these Saturdays? Hey man, listen. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> a lot happened this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Philar uh, two ninety nine says, first time catching you guys live. Keep being awesome and keep up the amazing work. Thank you a lot for you. Uh, for tu- tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Very cool. Uh, Leonard Aarons III says, it's insane to think that Rhea beats Charlotte at Mania for the title, but she's off the card entirely tonight. While Charlotte is Wild. in a title bout, <laughs> all of this while she's a heater for Dom. Yeah. Yes. When you put it that way, Wild. it's like, whoa, they had that great match at WrestleMania. That was, it felt like Charlotte's passing it to Rhea. Rhea is the one that's going to be it, but then Charlotte's just still in all the positions. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Insane. That is that is insane. <laughs> Teflon Donna, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Regav also says, uh, Trish tweeted saying she's from Toronto and not Winnipeg, tagging Pierce. Rhea openly tweeting her displeasure and Becky cuting PW Insider and one hour ago about making lemonade with all the lemon she's had. And the, <laughs> Becky's posted it. What is she, her little picture and caption that she posted? Yeah, no, her picture where uh, the PWI or PWI Insider was like uh, she's in Detroit and she posted that picture of her outside. Like, no, nah, it's a lot of it's a lot of water and palm trees out here in Detroit. And like, nah, she just basically like, look, I'm not there. Not in I'm Detroit. not wrestling. Uh, not booked, so I'm not here. Don't forget that I am a mom. I'm with my kid. What y'all want from me? Uh, Dream Ninja Seven Seven says. Move the Battle Royal to SmackDown last night, replace with Becky Trish, and then just add Rhea Raquel. One more match still won't make it six hours easy. Now, yeah. Slim Jim, just like Phil said, Slim Jim want that pay-per-view time and money. Slim Jim is not paying to be on, on SmackDown, buddy. No, exactly. When people watch this <laughs> PLE in five years, they want their brand on that match and not yeah. the SmackDown that it was on. Uh, Jake Salazar says Cody's quote unquote documentary was hot garbage juice. Um, disagree with you. Um, did, yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. Have you seen uh, yeah. this, this documentary? Um, Becoming Cody Rhodes premiered this week on Peacock. Um, but I think depending on what is your mileage with Cody, um, some things you're going to really enjoy about this thing. It, it, was, it was how you were going into it and what you were going to take away from it. Because nothing, like, the thing was like, it was Cody 100%. The whole time, I'm like, yes. oh, this is, it's Cody. Like, <laughs> nobody should be surprised by anything that's happening here. No one should be surprised about how he talks, how he presents it, how he talks about situations that happen. People were going into this wanting to see what they were going to say about AEW, right, Phil? Yeah, I think um, I think that was it, and I think the elephant in the room is seeing how they were going to cover the, the the return and the recent stuff without him winning the title. Um, <laughs> I think they handled it the best that they could. I thought it was a very good documentary. I thought the stuff that they covered um, from the beginning of his career, the stuff with Dusty, is very good. Um, I think the way they cover him, White Hennessy. The stuff I'm leaving the company is very good. Some of those early pictures that they took of Cody, like Cody is just such a fascinating dude to me. When they were talking <laughs> about the, they're talking about his high school wrestling career, and he just decided, like, nah, I'm winning state, mm-hmm. and he just did that. Just like, look, look, this guy, man. And I think that's one of the things that I respect the most about Cody. I think that's one of the things that I like the most about him is that he. You can't tell this guy no. If if no. if he puts his mind to doing something, he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And so, like yeah. WWE really did, like really they didn't know what they had f- with him, and he no, knew they the did. whole time. Especially if you if you watch this documentary and you see think, hear about stories exactly like that, somebody who sets uh, goals for themselves and accomplishes them, and somebody who feels a way about themselves, and you tell him that he's not him, like come on. He's going to, man, I, again, I think that's the thing that I respect about him the most. And I think that's the thing that makes him so relatable is that he's that kind of guy. You tell him he can't do something, he's going to prove you wrong. And mm-hmm. he's, he's been doing that his entire career. I mean, people can say what they want about, you know, the AEW run, the indie run. He went from being a WWE guy. He went out in indies, became one of the hottest indie wrestlers. Um, went and went to that company, started the company. People always were like, ah, oh, well, he's a mid-carder there. He ended up being 
for a time period, the hottest baby face on the roster, mm-hmm. um, a guy that people wanted to win that world championship. Um, I think they could have covered the indie and AEW stuff a little bit better, but it's yeah. WWE. They're Stretching. not gonna, they're not gonna give you that much. I mean, I how did you was, feel about uh, Triple H's little comment about AEW? It was expected, um, and I've been saying <laughs> this for the longest that, because <laughs> because seriously, like. It was always going to be this way. The second they got anybody to jump ship from AW to WWE, they right. were always going to treat this the way that they treated it. And mm-hmm. it just worked out even better that it was Cody because it's somebody that you have history with, with WWE and you could paint it away. You could paint it up. Oh, well he always wanted to come back and you know, uh, you know, what do you want to do? You want to win the WWE championship or you want to be <laughs> world heavyweight champion of a secondary promotion? Like, all right, all right trips. Like I, I <laughs> Get your shots off, bro. Get it off. I, I got you. you. I see you. You're right. You're you. right. You I should talk you. like that. You should talk like that. I feel you. It's wrestling. Everybody's going to do that. Everybody's going to tell their story. And that's WWE to a T. They're always going to rewrite history and tell the story their way. And so none of that surprised me. None of it surprised me the way that uh, Cody was talking, the the uh, the parts where he's like, um, yeah, man, you know, I never was a guy that called this place home, but. When I got back here, this is home. Like, none of that surprises me, bro. Him, <laughs> that quote this week where he said that was the easiest decision he's ever made <laughs> to go back. <laughs> Look, man. I get it, man. I get Bunny it. Bunny guy, what... Tony Khan. Bunny guy. <laughs> I get it, man. This is where you work now, so you're full in. And so I, I expect no less from Cody because that's what he does. Everything he does, he's all in. Um, pun intended. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 that's what it is I, I, I wasn't upset with all of that because I knew that that's what was going to be the revisionist stuff like that's what WWE does that's what all of these guys that do documentaries and wrestling do um, to a certain degree but definitely them they they do it every time I was not surprised mm-hmm. yeah um, that was the least surprising part about the whole thing like yo you guys thought Triple H wasn't going to go and get this shit off yeah of course he said, <laughs> look, he, he's been waiting to get shots off bro like they're gonna keep doing it, man. It's it, it not. It's wrestling, bro. That's what mm-hmm. that's that's what promoters do. That's what mm-hmm. you know. People at the top of these companies do. Um, but yeah, I mean, but to, you know, to having a whole documentary and him not finishing the story at WrestleMania is wild. Like you have to admit that. Yeah. Like mm. I, I thought, and that's what I thought was missing from this documentary. It, it couldn't have made it any more glaring that he should have won at WrestleMania, <laughs> right? Because. I thought the the way that this documentary is leading story wise, like where are we going? Like we 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 got this entire um like desert thing that was going throughout the entire documentary where he's like like picking up things from his past and like dusting them off, and then he gets to the end and he's walking away with the old world heavyweight title over his shoulder. Boy, that would have looked better if he was actually champion and yep. he had the real belt over his shoulder. Um, I talked. We talked about that with. Uh, I talked about that with Denise uh, about like. There's a lot of wrestling fans or younger wrestling fans that are they they discover stuff a different way. So say somebody mm-hmm. discovers this documentary about Cody Rhodes, it's the first thing they see. They tell them this great story. You're thinking all of this, and then you go and watch WrestleMania, and you're like, "What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not what you guys are telling me was going to happen." <laughs> Yeah, and I think it adds even more to the the people that are like, oh, they have to add adversity. The story's not there yet. This whole documentary was the story. <laughs> you had the story. What do you mean? 
that's the whole point of the whole meme of finish the story because you have the story what do you mean i i just i don't understand but the whole documentary was the story here's the story two hours it's right here like i i don't know man but i thought like i thought it was a really good documentary if you're a cody fan there's a lot to like about this so we get a lot of easter eggs we got a lot of Easter eggs, like his time in LA before he came back and got into wrestling. And you get like his headshots from acting. He has this really, one really fun, funny one to me where it's like black and white and it's like his headshot. He's got like a nose piercing. He's got the low cut. And I'm like, this guy Cody, man. <laughs> <laughs> really, Look, really fun. We got out of jail, California dreaming. You think he was lying? <laughs> That was all true. That wasn't Tupac. He was quoting himself. We yeah, man. We got a lot though. We got we got his uh his story of how he met uh Brandy. Um we got stuff with his with their with their daughter. I thought this stuff was good. Um again, there's stuff that he's just not going to get fully into when they asked him, of course, why he left AEW. The thing I thought was the funniest that I've watched people do online is um, people continue to think that this man left AEW because of creative or booking, which I just don't think that that's what happened. And you can't sit here and tell me in one breath that he would sit for an entire section of this of this uh, documentary talking about how much he hated the way he was booked in WWE. He grew to hate the Stardust stuff. His dad hated it. And that's why he left. And then also tell me the guy that was that open about all that stuff wouldn't be open about it if that's why he left AEW. Come on. I don't think that's it. I don't I don't think Cody I have talks about everything. Phil. Yeah. Everything. I don't I don't think that's it. I don't think it has anything to do with creative or booking. Um and I thought that the most telling thing about this, because this is kind of the first time we've seen him like really get into it and go, now it's a personal issue. I yep. won't answer what it was. I won't get into it. Uh, but it's a personal issue. And I think that's probably the most honest answer he's given about it. Mm -hmm. um, now, we may never know what it really is. Um, and that Cody tell all in like 25 years, maybe. But maybe, now. but it's going to be tough <laughs> for us to ever get like the full story. You know how these things go in wrestling. It's always going to be somebody's side of the story. Nobody so, knows. Um, we might not get, we might not ever really know why he left. I don't know. But I think him saying personal issues is the best answer we're going to get for now. That's it. Yeah. And I think people that are still trying to fantasy book this thing and come up with their, their answer or speculate, Oh, it's because he didn't want to turn or it's because the fans hated him or it's because of this It's because y'all didn't deserve him over there. I don't think it was any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think, I think he made a decision for him based off of something that happened. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So the moral of the story should have finished the story at WrestleMania. Yes. yes. The documentary, I, it really tells you that. Yes. I also, uh, on other things I've seen people speculate about, I've also seen people say, oh, well, Tony was just going to offer him everything he wanted. I'm like, all right, but why didn't he do that? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we don't get the story in this documentary that Vince flew out to his house to try to get him if Tony had signed him, he was a free agent when Tony, when, when Vince came to see him. Yep. We got this. Tony would have signed him. Vince wouldn't have been able to go see him. It, exactly. Like the, we got that report from Fightful that he was a free agent because he was working without a contract. Mm -hmm. He got on TV and said, the rumor is true because he didn't have a contract. 
Mm-hmm. Vince wouldn't have been able to do all of those things if he was signed, if the negotiations went through and he was signed. Yep. So I don't know, which that's a great way to transition into the elite are re-signed and they are officially with AEW for the next few years. Yep. Um, um, I think that that possibly played a part into that being the Cody situation. I think that partially played, (laughs) partially played a a part into how they handle things around this time around with the elite. I think they figured we got to lock these guys up. Can't can't, do that again. (laughs) We can't leave any room for doubt. And I I think they did it. I think they did the right thing. Um, I thought it was very telling that in everybody's responses in that sports illustrated um, interview, they were, they were all saying schedule, schedule, schedule. Um, I think they're very comfortable working the schedule that they work with AEW. And that was the biggest reason why I didn't think that they would leave. Um, I think it, I think it, I think it makes sense for them to stay. There's still so much stuff for them to do, whether it be yep. as a tag team, whether it be as a trio, whether it be as Kenny as a singles wrestler, Kenny still got stuff that I want to see him do with new Japan. I still want to see him travel the world and do the triple a stuff. Um, and the best place for him to do that is with a W. Um, there was a couple of things in here, Phil, that were very telling to me. Uh, the, uh, Young Bucks were on Swerve's podcast, Swerve City podcast. Shout, mm-hmm. out, shout out to Swerve and shout out to Teasy. But they talked about how they uh, how they kind of came to the decision and they had a vote. They had all kind of different things. The crazy thing I got out of that is imagine if they didn't. Imagine if they didn't sign with AEW and all four of those guys left. Kenny Omega, the Young Buck, and Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page. Could you imagine the huge dent that would have left in this company? Like, thinking about those guys being gone, like, that was the main part. Like, damn, you guys, there was a possibility. Like, you guys could have potentially voted, we're leaving. And that's just like, whoa, that would have been nuts. Yeah, no, that would have been crazy. Um, I can't really imagine a world with with AEW without the no. in it. No, I think if they left, that would have been a huge blow to the company. And then somebody this this week being like, oh, Kenny Omega's done all he could do in in AEW. No, he hasn't at all. There's so many matches. He's never never wrestled Max, and Max has the title. So We've never seen Kenny Omega and Darby Allin. Like, there's so many matches that I want to see that are just wild. Come on, man. Yeah, I I never really believe that. And Kenny Omega, bro. Yeah, no. There's there's too many big matches for Kenny to do. I'm not yeah. trying to hear that. There's big matches with New Japan that he still hasn't done. Exactly. I was just about to say that. I'm like, with how much AEW does works with other promotions, like just not even just AEW. There's matches in Japan and Mexico, like everywhere. Like yeah. this is come on. No, there's there's so much that all of them could do. So yeah, I mean, just like I've said before, money. You never know. Like I I, I couldn't imagine it all elite wrestling without the elite, but like, yo, families and money and stuff is different, but I'm glad they made the right choice and all elite wrestling will remain all elite. Very exciting. Young Bucks, the highest paid tag team in the history of tag teams, baby. The greatest of all time. Debate your mom, debate your dad. It's the goats. Excited. Very cool things. That was, a, I mean, big week for AEW, Phil, honestly. Huge, huge having, week for um, Announcing that. But they pretty much announced that on the day of AEW Dynamite number 200. Yeah. Very, very. 200 of them things. Very big week. And I think that's part of why some people were like, 
deflated by the Lefisto stuff is that yeah. it did feel like the company was in a really good spot again. Like like the the product was hot again. Um, mm-hmm. You've got started you've got announcing the, all in stuff. Yeah, you've got the Wembley show going up. You you've got um, Collision is doing well. Um, Punk is at the moment saying all the right things in, in media, and it seems like you know he's doing he's doing <laughs> he's at the moment. <laughs> he, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do on his show. He's um, he's he's leading by example over there. And so it does feel like, man, we're turning the corner. And then here we go with some more. Like some a yeah, it uh, never fails. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of which, Collision this week. Collision. Collision this week was fantastic. Yep. Um, it not just, I feel like, was one of the best episodes of the show so far. It's the second most viewed episode. Um, and I think getting the second most viewed episode in a weekend where you had boxing and you UFC. had UFC. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big deal for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good sign for the health of the show. Um, but man, Collision's been rocking. I've been saying for the longest, that I think, uh, for at least the last few weeks, that I think that Collision is the better show. Uh, and I'm sure people are going to be like, yeah, you're a punk fan. But it's not just that. I just think the pacing of the show is better. I think the matches are good. I think there's less of the inconsequential backstage stuff that I don't really care about. There's less Maz endings to the show. The cliffhangers actually work and it feels like, all right, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, the cliffhangers feel like they actually are paid off on the next show. Yes. Yes. And I think that's a big part of it. I think it's also yeah. that um, for better or worse, whether you, whatever you feel about CM Punk, he very much feels like the main character of the show and he's mm-hmm. there every week. You have follow up on what he's doing every week. I feel like there's a steady flow of his storylines every week. And sometimes I think the main guys on Dynamite, you don't have that. Like It changes so often, I think. Sometimes yeah, like, they're like Moxley's the main guy. Sometimes they're like the Elite's the main guy. Sometimes another Max is the main guy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that um, for like the Elite in particular, like if you just look at the follow-up from Blood and Guts, like to go from Blood and Guts to have them not on the show the next week and then – the next week they're having this Jared lethal match. It's like, all right, where are we going with this man? Like, and don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that match for what it was, but like, bro, these guys were just in a big storyline feud with it's Black the elite big dog. Like these, and this is what you got them doing on the 200 episode. I, I thought like that was Brian weird. Danielson was right. It, everything that Brian Danielson said about the elite, he was right. They went right back to the bullshit that they were doing before. If you know, in storyline sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, collision, collision's rocking right now. Um, Colliders are colliding out here, ain't they, Phil? Listen, man, <laughs> I um I wasn't at home because as 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 we talked about, the fight was uh Saturday. So um, there's twofold. I went to a trunk party for my niece, and then um I went to go see the fight. And so um while everybody else is like watching the undercard for this fight, I was like, oh, the main event should be starting for Collision. So I went and found a TV and <laughs> and like found a corner and watched the main event. Um. But again, that just tells you just where Collision is right now, that there's enough interest mm-hmm. that people are like, man, I want to see what's going on over here because this is like a, a big, important match building mm-hmm. off the Dynamite stuff and what they're doing on Collision. Um, but yeah, and look, we this- talked about uh, CM Punk being the main character and look at what's happening tonight on Collision. We got a huge main event. Yeah. The real world champion, CM Punk. Listen, man. I've been waiting, man. I just, I, I, I've been waiting, bro. I, I when he came back in the United, the floor Center, is yours. 
when he came back in the United Center and he was carrying that bag and he was carrying his shoes, I was like, where are we going with this, man? And he cut that promo and I was like, we're back, man. It's not just that the guy is back and we're back to the races. He's back to wrestling, but we're back to we're back to the guys that I've been wanting him to be. We're back to straight edge. We're back to straight edge. I'm better than you. We're back mm-hmm. to getting the shots off. We're back to doing the heel stuff. I know Rich was on this podcast, and Rich doesn't agree with me that he's doing heelish things. He's very clearly doing heelish things. He yeah. wants to be booed. He started yes. that. He started that interview with Shivani, and Shivani meant to ask him a question. And when he heard the boos, he cut him off, and he told him to wait so that the boos can ring out. That's what you do when you want the boos to be audible on TV. Um, mm-hmm. He did so many things in this promo that are things you would do if you don't want to be cheered. He right when he when he took the bag out of the when he took the belt out of the bag, and you could see Shivani's face in the background. Shivani very much looked disgusted, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Nope, don't care." Continues proceeds to spray spray the X over the E in AW and picks up this belt because Shivani was there in uh, 1996 when Hogan did that, and he didn't Listen. like it. He he had flashbacks. Listen, before he took the belt out of the bag, he also cupped his ear again like Hogan. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. This guy this guy's this guy's back to the shits. I'm loving it. I thought the promo was great. I thought him um saying I'm still champion. All of the veiled shots, not even veiled shots at this point. No. He's throwing at Max where he's like, Man, yeah. little Max. He he mentioned he was like, Nah, I'm better than you. And he also says, like, man, my catchphrase that somebody else stole. Mm. We're here now, buddy. We're here now. I've it's been lit. waiting, man. He's at your front door, Maxwell. I've been waiting. I definitely think that this is leading to Punk versus uh, Max at All Out. I definitely think we're going to get a remake of the Punk and Cena standoff with them holding the belts at Wembley. I, <laughs> we're here, baby. We're here. We are um, all the way here. This is it. This is it. If if you're one of those guys that didn't enjoy any of his title runs because there wasn't really anything to enjoy, he got injured the first time, came back, and he had, he at least had the good feud with Mox. Yeah. But if you're one of those guys that wanted to see him do more as champion, I feel like this gives you that. I, this, this gives Collision a world championship without having to establish another belt. Listen, I love you're it. All in. I love you're it, all in. I love it, man. Him standing there with the with the look on his face, with the X spray panel over the belt. It was another one of those things where I was right about too. Where I, somebody was like, uh, "Somebody was like, uh, yeah, but why would he do that? He can't do that. He can't. Uh, he can't just proclaim himself champion. He lost. He was stripped of the belt. Like how could he has to?" He has to go by the rules. You know why he wouldn't? Because he's being a heel. And he's a heel, heel does not follow the rules, man. Mm-hmm. I think this is clear as day what he's doing. Rules don't matter when you're a heel. I can say whatever I want. Hey, you never beat me, dude. I'm the champ. That's what a heel would do. Exactly. He doesn't have to follow the rules. And mm-hmm. I love it. I, I I think we're definitely going to get Jay White as the next guy that challenges for the belt. Um, the fact that Jay is the first guy that acknowledged the bag and asked what was in it, I think that's leading to the all-in match. I love it, man. That's pretty I'm, hot. I'm, I'm sorry. And again, I know people know I'm a punk guy, but I love it. Everything about it, I love it. Where do you think, uh, um, with Starks, where do you think Starks goes after this? Um, I don't know, but um, I we talked about this before and his, his heel turn and how it's just like, why would you do it here? Mm-hmm. 
But I think this heel turn has benefited him a lot. I think yeah. he, he feels like a bigger star. I feel like he he, he looks does. more confident. Um, mm-hmm. He's getting better reactions. Um, now nah, he's he's killing it right now. I I really enjoyed his parts on uh, Collision this week as well. Um, him coming out and and them not hitting his music at first, and he's like, nope, act like you didn't see me. Hit my music. Mm-hmm. Comes back out, gets his entrance with his music, uh, and then he proceeds to um throw some shots Punk's way, and some of it was very valid. Um, <laughs> I thought he held his own in there he with made Punk. a couple points. He made a couple points for sure. Yeah, Ricky has been like. This heel turn, anybody that questioned it, like the last couple of weeks has shown that, oh, no, Ricky's in his bag. He's doing exactly what he's needed to do. When you talk about benefiters of collision, you talk about Punk, you talk about FCR, you talk about Juice and Jay, Ricky is right along there with them. Get, being able to get consistent reps every single week, be a focal point, being there with some of the best promo people in the business has really upped his stock. And this has been great for him. Getting this main event tonight, Against CM Punk, like, people don't understand how big of a deal. I mean, he had the Owen match before, but, like, yo, there's a title involved. Like, there's these stakes. There's all this stuff going on with it. Like, this is huge right here. This is huge. Yeah, I think across the board, most of the people that came to Collision, I think, benefited a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about how much it's benefited Jay White and Juice, but I think it's also benefited Ricky a lot. I think it's yeah. benefited FDR as a tag team a lot. A lot. I think they've now cemented why they are the premier tag team champions there. And I do think um, Kenny dropping that line this week, even Collision. I do think we will see the Elite on Collision soon. You think and so? I, and I do think we're probably getting FTR versus the Bucks at All In. Um, <sighs> just, just them saying that they want to be tag team again. And the biggest tag team in the company right now that holds the belts is FTR. I think and in storyline and in real life, you think that the Young Bucks haven't, they didn't see what y'all said about FTR and Juice and Jay the other week and how that was the best match in AEW history or the best tag team match that they've had on TV. You think they didn't hear that and say, oh, really? Oh, for reals? That's what we're doing here? Like, you guys are just going to come into our house that we just signed new contract. It's called All Elite Wrestling. And people are going to say that you guys are the best tag team and having the best tag team match? Nah, not today. Yeah, uh, not yeah. Today. I, I I just think across the board, like, Andrade is another one I think it benefited Andrade, Andrade too. a lot. Yeah, I, the yeah. opening match, the ladder match is fantastic. Oh, my God. I, these guys I are think, trying to kill each other. I think AEW has the, one of the best things AEW has done is going back to doing one-on-one ladder matches because we're yes. so used to getting the multi-man ladder matches yeah. all the time now. It's too much. And when we every time we get a one-on-one <laughs> ladder match with AEW, they're they've been great, man. The, the Cody right. one with Sammy, this mm-hmm. one we, they've they've given us some great ladder matches. This was this was so so good. I thought uh, mm-hmm. Andrade came out of it looking great. Buddy came out of it looking great, even at loss. I mean, I thought even Julia looked good in this. I thought this yeah. was a good use of her as well. Um, With the finish yeah. and the pushing Julia off into, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it, they, I think it did make everybody, it helped everybody in the House of Black. And we still kind of have the uh, Andrade and Malachi Black match kind of looming out there in the in the dark, as they say. Yeah, we still got the we still got the acclaim stuff. The claim will be on tonight. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, to follow up with the Billy Gunn stuff from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just uh, Mercedes Martinez coming out and not being on TV and getting that kind of reaction on collision is I interesting, think it's a, huh? It's a good sign, man. I hope that that means they're going to use her more. Um, I thought her match with Kiara was, was 
great. Kiara mm-hmm. is very, very underrated, man. Every She's time fantastic. they use her, she she shows up, man. And I think using this to build to the match with Statlander tonight is a good sign. Um, I do good think, contender for sure. Yeah, I do think um, the same as Dynamite. They do need to get to it and do women's storylines on Collision. Um, that's not just a collision issue. That's across the board on all three of their shows. They just need to give the women the storylines and the segments. I thought the I thought the Statlander stuff from last night on Rampage was really funny, by the way. Mm-hmm. Her interview, um, <laughs> squatting with uh, Renee on her shoulders and still doing an interview. Really, really Pretty funny. good. Pretty good. Um, Strong stuff. Yeah, and I think the match is going to be great. Um, we, we know we know uh, Mercedes' catalog. We know what Statlander does. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a good match. Um but yeah, I'm telling you, Collision has just been a fantastic. Oh, then an FTR and the and the big boys, Cage and Big Bill tonight. That's gonna be like the the contrast of how these uh these FTR matches have went recently has been really cool because like this match is gonna be way different than the matches that they've had in the last couple of weeks. And Big Bill and Cage have been just kind of growing in everybody's hearts and minds into one of their favorite tag teams because they are cool so this match tonight is going to be really hot ftr has been they also been listening to what people said for months people are like well, what's up with ftr why aren't they getting this why aren't they doing this and people tend to forget that when that bell rings man these guys they got it they really got it they know how to do this with all the tag teams so it's gonna yeah. be some heat tonight yeah no of course have to get into this main event because this main event was it would have been very easy for them to go in and do all the story stuff but the match was also very very that's good that's what i'm saying as soon as the bell rings bro no fdr again has continued to prove that you give them dance partners you give them you, you get them motivated they're gonna have some great matches and this match was fantastic i thought all of the storytelling they did in the match was tremendous mm-hmm. i thought the finish of it was perfect um max uh Coming in to break up that shatter machine and save Adam Cole, but in essence, he caught it cost himself the match. Mm-hmm. Excellent, good finish. storytelling, man. Really good storytelling. Excellent stuff. Ties back to the pillar storyline where Max told Jungle Boy, "Like, man, you could be where I am, but you keep trying to make friends, and that is your downfall. And that is exactly what his downfall was in this match. I don't think that that was an accident." Um, that's why the afterwards with the tease, because I think he started thinking about that of being like, damn, man, look, I lost a match because I'm trying to be friends with this guy, essentially. And like, should I just end this right now and continue to be who I am? Or should I do the opposite of what I've been doing? Because maybe being this uh, conniving, cunning guy that doesn't have any friends is not working out for me. And I love Adam Cole. He's great. He's my friend. Maybe it'll it'll be different. Yeah, I thought the way they played the aftermath out was really good as well. Um Cole kind of seeing it coming and just waiting for it and mm-hmm. standing in the corner waiting for him to hit him with the belt. Mm-hmm. And you could The way they, they, they filmed it and you could see uh, Max in the background holding the belt like he wanted to do it and then he threw the belt away and they hug it out. Really good way to end the show. Really strong. strong really strong collision. Like I said, best probably the best collision so far. Man, we're back. If you're in colliders AEW are fan, colliding, man. Colliders we're, we're, are colliding. We're, we're out here, man. Colliders colliding. <laughs> Punk out here talking this shit. I love it, man. We're back, baby. <laughs> I was just thinking. Every time I say colliders collider, I think of uh, computers. Com- computers peeing. Did <laughs> computers you see? <laughs> did you see the clip of Cameron explaining the Montreal screw job to Mace? I did not. <laughs> yes. I did not. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's real on their show. There's a spot. There's a clip. Cameron starts what? explaining the whole Montreal screw job to. <laughs> I have names. to see this. It's hilarious. He's like, yeah, and then he and then Nichols in Canada. He see the nigga didn't want to lose the belt in Canada, <laughs> but he said it's hilarious. You have to see it. It's so funny. No, and then it's a, it, it, he 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 tells a story, and then he connect. He's like, and then a few months later, they was at WrestleMania, and Owen Hart he came from the top of the thing, and he dropped and he died. He's just like they kept WrestleMania going. You have to what? see it, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. It's hilarious. Cameron explaining the Montreal screw job. Everybody (laughs) go watch. It's on their show. It is what it is. Please go watch it. That picture with with, uh, Cameron and Bret Hart is real. He's a bro Noah stuff. Yeah, I have to find this now, man. That sounds hilarious. Um... Oh, but uh, yeah, I guess if we're on AEW talk, we got to talk a little bit about this great dynamite that they had recently. Uh, finishing with we talked about Sheeta a lot today without really getting into her big, very surprising victory over Tony Storm. So many things happened and connected to this match. Phil, people saying that Tony Storm had the boo boo face, Sheeta coming down crying, very emotional. Um, I was surprised, I'm talking about insanely surprised, super surprised at the victory, but. Also, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sheeta has been cooking. She deserves this. This is like a great moment. Them uh, playing tribute to Bret Hart and the British Bulldog, uh, going back to Wembley with that, the finish of the match was a, a good little homage. And Sheeta got a big win, man. What did you think about all of this? Listen, all of my agendas are happening at the same time. <laughs> I've been saying for the longest, put that belt back on Sheeta. I'm yeah. very excited that she is getting her moment. I I, I love the, the video package that they showed on Collision with Tony where Tony was talking about the pandemic. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I respect what you did. But like but like the pandemic, nobody wants to see that come back. Nobody yeah. wants to see you champion again. Mm-hmm. And then they, they ran the, the vignette on Wednesday of Sheeta talking about what it meant to her being champion. And it wasn't just that she didn't want to lose or she wanted to stay champion. She just wanted to experience that in front of live fans. And so... Mm-hmm. I feel like playing that up and getting us to the end of the show with her winning and getting her moment in front of live fans and getting her confetti, knowing that she's probably taking that belt to Wembley. Fantastic moment. I thought the match was good. Um, I thought this, I think the second half of the match is better than it started. Yeah. Cause you, you got a lot of the shenanigans from the uh, outcast stuff, but mm-hmm. that's kind of why it was surprising me. Cause I was like, Oh, they're going to do this shenanigans finish I, and, I, and I move thought she on to something lose. else. I, I assumed that she was going to lose, but I thought that was a good way to cap off the 200th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just what Sheeta has meant for the company. Because um, I do think she's the ace of this women's division. She's the best women's wrestler on the roster, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I thought that was a good way to give her flowers and also celebrate, you know, 200 episodes of Dynamite. That was a big moment to end the night on. Um, I thought it was perfect. Um, I thought it was great that they opened the show with the old uh, Dynamite. Um, mm-hmm opener with the with the explosions the colorful explosion yeah the tunnels were back yeah um, yeah i was really excited to see that i thought that, that vignette that they played kind of recapping about that happens with brody and like throughout the years really good really great stuff really really cool it doesn't seem like aw's been around that long but it we're does, really yeah. we're really I mean, 200 episodes years. of dynamite i remember uh the, this week people were kind of talking about their favorite moments but that moment 
when Private Party beat the Young Bucks, and one of my favorite sequences ever, Mark Quinn hits the the dives, 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 dives four times, and like I remember watching that and just being like, it felt like a revolution. It, like it felt so good for pro wrestling. Like it was so exciting when AEW started because it was like, damn, like all these people that I love and respect are on like a network cable like it's real and it's and and, and there not only is it real like it's exactly how i expected it to be and for them to get to 200 here now and consistently cooking like i tweeted like this is 200 of my favorite wrestling tv shows ever like i like they did it they like this is exactly what i've wanted for so long and it's been just so really dope to see so many amazing matches throughout the year and to have a super hot episode to culminate the 200th uh, episode and to give she to that big moment, big week for them, man, big week. And this ain't, it ain't over. Yeah. I, I thought this was a good way. Like, I mean, starting, starting the day with getting the news that the elite resigned mm-hmm. and then getting such a exciting episode. The crowd was great for it. Um, I, I, she to get in her moment and having a 200 sign in the background was a really cool fire fire. Um, I, I, we started with a pretty fun match um, with the tag match. We got some story development of dastardly Don Callis again being a snake <laughs> and nailing Bro. Garcia in the back of the head with that bat. And Jericho came in and picked the bones. He got that pin. And Shame just like uh, just like Denise brought up, Jericho has done way too many dastardly things and he screwed way too many people to be acting so surprised. Like that was the crazy, like, Oh, I cannot believe Don did that. You know how many dastardly things you've done in your career, Chris Jericho, you weren't surprised. This is something that you would have did. And this is that you would have set yourself up for bro. I I thought we, I thought he had a, Oh, you're not trying to be on cam no more. He's here. He's here. And his name the, is Spiteful. The guy um, un, unintentionally unplugged my, <laughs> my cam. There we go. You're um, back. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I thought he, he did a good job of selling his uh, concern for his friends afterwards, <laughs> even though I wasn't really buying it. Um, Don't buy it. How about that yeah. triple threat match, man? Oh, my God. The MVP of Dynamite this week, Trent. Trent was... He came with his working boots, his working pants, his working knee pads. He came with a purpose. He's like, look, I know what y'all think of best friends. I know how y'all kind of think what we are, but we are world-class professional wrestlers. This display here, all the plunder, the thumbtacks, the tables, Moxley. Trent was actually the one bleeding. Penta's in here. Like That was like a great kind of history-telling uh, of the history of Dynamite and AEW match with the three of those guys. Yeah, I thought the three was was really good, and I I think that uh, again to say that the product is hot now, and we're rolling to get that, and then have that lead into the parking lot fight on Friday. Really, really good stuff. The parking lot fight again cannot say enough about how good it was. It looked mm-hmm. like they were fighting in a in a stage from Def Jam Fight for New York. Yes, um, <laughs> it was it was really really good. But yeah, the triple threat was also really good. Um, we got that phenomenal tag match out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, the R for the ROH titles with Audio Open versus Vikingo and Commander. You ain't got to so, tell me so good, twice, man. brother. So, so good, man. The Commander getting the spot out of out of the Death Valley joint into the Canadian Destroyer. 
bro. Insane, bro. What are y'all doing? How do you do that? Did the, the, the ong? I like to call that the ong bok. Bro, Walk them shoulders. Did the did the did the stereo uh, dive off of the ropes where they held hands? The friendship moonsault. Yep. Man, <laughs> such a such a good match. All the open is is such a great tag team. Very hard hitting match. Got all they the did it again the next night on Ring of Honor against the Iron Savages. Like Aussie Open is crazy right now, man. It's so unfortunate that uh, they missed a good chunk of the. Of, of things that they would have been in, like Forbidden Door with yeah. Mark Davis's injury. But moving forward, we're about to get some really good stuff out of them. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to get the FDR rematch sometime later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was going to be the all-in match, but, yo, if you're going to give me Bucks and FTR at all-in, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Pause. <laughs> the, does seem like we're going to get that match. I'm assuming Kenny is probably wrestling to catch the... Uh, yes, which is... Yo, could you imagine what these two guys are going to do with this the story that they've been building? Takeshita has been kind of saying since he got here, like, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. It's always been in, like, the background of, like, yo, I'm really here to be the, the top dog. And who's the top dog? That's Kenny Omega. We've had things in Japan. Like, I've looked up to him for a long time. But it's time for me to take him. Like, I got manager. I got his manager. Like, I got all this. And Kenny's like, this young fool's been coming and, Screwing up my whole life. It's time to beat this fool up. In Wembley, a Kenny Omega match with Takeshita, I just know that they're going to cook. Yeah. So, of course, the other thing is we got official word that our first announced match will be the main event. And it yep. will be Adam Cole versus MJF for mm-hmm. the AEW World Championship. Um, I thought the way this played out was very good with him still agreeing to give him the title match and having the moment of him. I, just don't, I don't want to give you a title match. I want to give you the match at Wembley. He did he did many things in this segment that reminded me of who MJF is. Exactly. And, and, and I, what do you think's gonna come of Adam Cole not reading this contract? I don't know, but I was sitting there the whole time like I don't believe you, Max. I he, don't believe him. He was cutting his sympathetic promo again of how he's he got the quarters thrown at him and I was just like, I don't, don't believe, believe you, Max. You. Mm-mm. I don't believe you. Everybody's convinced, Phil. Everybody's like, I can't wait for this baby face. I'm like, do you guys know who you're talking about? He's told us so many times. Don't believe me. I'm the devil. I'm in he your face. He called himself the devil several times in this in this uh, segment. He called himself a scumbag. He's like, I am still a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag. I, nah. I don't believe you, I think you, he, you're, you're, own, you're own scumbag, Max. You're, all, you're only a scumbag for one person, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I do not believe but a see, word you're saying here, brother. But but it is twofold. I, I do think that there's a place that they can get to where Max does not turn on Cole yet. Yeah. Um. But uh, Max is probably definitely winning at all in. I would but think so. I can see him not turning yet, and but I think do think he's going to eventually turn him. Um. And mm. I could see I could see also Cole turning and siding with the kingdom and same thing and 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 starting his like mega heel stable with Roddy and those guys over there. Um, but the thing that also makes this interesting is you you potentially going in all out, having MJF that's leaning baby face and a punk that's leaning heel. We didn't have that the first time around, and I think that could give us some great segments and promos to promote that pay-per-view. The um, promos are going to be heat, like, regardless. But we the, the, the most important part that we haven't talked about here, Phil, is all in is all out is right afterwards. Like, we have to kind of start 
I mean, they've been planting seeds, but we're going to have to tell a little bit of the story with Punk, a little bit more of the story with Punk and MJF leading into All In even, you know? I, I'm telling you, I believe that the Wembley show will end with, with Punk coming out with the belt to confront him. And they're going to mm-hmm. redo the Summer of Punk, Cena, and, and Punk stare down. I think that's I how like the show it. is going to end. I um, like it. And I could be wrong, but I really feel like that's that's where he's finally going to confront Max. Um, a little just, bit of the news off of that, too, that I read this week of people saying that, oh, that the pay-per-views are going to be, they're both, they're not going to get like a package deal or a bundle, which they don't know. Nothing has been confirmed yet. But do you think people are going to buy two shows a week apart like this for $50, Phil? Yeah, diehard AEW fans will. Um, exactly. I, I don't think it's ideal to try and get people to pay for two pay-per-views back-to-back. But, but I think do... about this, brother. If there was an AEW show, <laughs> listen, you guys, people don't aren't putting this into context. If there was an AEW show, you're probably going to pay, if you want a good seat, $150. That's for one show. Give me $100 and you're getting two great shows. It's not out of the realm. It's not going to be every week. It's not forever. But if you give me two amazing shows back to back in two weeks, like, bro, you can have $100. Die hard AEW fans. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of them have disposable income if what people that, don't that, factor that is, in. I mean, that $100 isn't cheap, though. And I mean, I totally understand people that are not going to be happy about having to pay for two pay-per-views back to back. Um, like I said, it's not ideal, but you know, again, the company's hot right now. I get trying to uh, <laughs> get while the getting's good, but I'm excited. I'm more excited than I was for All In um, heading into this month. Um, Going to be good. I think people that mm-hmm. that were already like announce some matches, man. Why aren't they? They're building to matches. Guys. They've been building the matches. They they they're announced. If you if you watch the show and look at it, you kind of know where they they're just, leaning towards. They just haven't announced the matches. Like right, you, you can't in one breath sit here and tell me, all right, well the MJF and Cole stuff is the hottest thing in the company, right? Yeah, it's the hottest thing in the company because it's leading to the main event of their biggest show of the year. Like, mm-hmm. that's where we were going with this. I never understood why people did not think that was going to be the one-on-one match for the show for that show. Oh, yeah. That just reminded me of the other great thing that happened on AEW Dynamite. Somebody talked about it a little bit earlier. But our homeboy, Swerve, and our other homeboy, AR Fox, pulled up on a young Nick Wayne at the Buddy Wayne Academy in his own spot. And they put a beat down on him, left him a bloody pulp. Of course, my favorite part was they're beating up Nick Wayne. Swerving uh, <laughs> AR are beating up Nick Wayne. He's a bloody pulp. They want him to call Darby Allen. They're like, yo, call Darby Allen right now. We want him to hear us beating your ass. So it, it, it takes some stuff because they, I think they were expecting him to a face unlocked the phone, but he was too bloody and his phone didn't recognize, so he had to use his hands or something. So they call Darby Allen, like, <laughs> Darby Allen's like, hey, what's up, Nick? And Air Fox is like, no, this ain't Nick. Why, this ain't Air Fox. What's up? What's good? What's up? Where you at? Where you at right now? And Darby Allen just goes, what? <laughs> nah, this ain't no motherfucking event. <laughs> It's one of my, my favorite one of my favorite scenes in Be Cool. If anybody's ever seen it, uh, Vince Vaughn calls a uh, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, and he's all, "Is this Sinless Sound?" <laughs> Sinless Sound says, "Yeah." He's like, "Fuck Sinless Sound!" Like really, like it's it, it's crazy energy like that, and that's exactly <laughs> how it happened um, here. Amazing stuff. Amazing work, though. No jokes aside, 
this was some great work here, Phil. With, with uh, uh, we knew that Swerve being uh, AR Fox being a part of Swerve's crew, the Mogul Embassies, that it was going to be super dope and hot. But they started it off like a great way. Everybody was great in this. Uh, Swerve playing the the boss super villain with the crazy henchman of AR Fox that just wants to beat ass. Nick Wayne looked great and getting absolutely destroyed in all of this. And this is like. This could have just been Swerve and Darby Allen having some matches, getting themselves over, having some great matches, and at the end, two people are getting over. But now they brought in AR Fox and Nick Wayne, who are also going to be, be able to get over and take the ride too, which I think is the most important part. Yeah, I think this has been the best thing on Dynamite for like the last three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. been, for me, it's been the highlight of Dynamite. Um, the, the Swerve and, and Darby stuff and getting AR Fox involved and the Seattle-verse that they've got going on, um, I think it's really, really good. I think the, mm-hmm. the, all of the stuff that they filmed for it has been really good. The stuff that they did with Nick Wayne that they filmed, um, the stuff this week, um, I really liked um, not just AR Fox explaining his motivation and holding the bloody shirt and he's like and then he's like oh yeah by the way we got some film for you and then they showed a film <laughs> of them going to going to his uh, place and beating him up in the ring savagely bashing this man across the face with his dad's picture mm-hmm. and leaving the picture in the ring afterwards leaving this man a bloody mess um, really really good stuff and then they had Strong, a fire man. tag match on Rampage um, mm. bro that transition that they did out of the hot tag, bro. These guys are cooking right. Both there, of those guys, uh, they they're really good at transitions. They're really great, like doing transitions and connecting moves together. So I knew that them <sighs> them being a tag team and them connecting their connections to each other. I was like, oh, this is gonna be on fire. Bro, These guys are great. If if you have not watched Rampage, go out of your way to at least watch this match because. And 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 the, and the parking lot fight, but yeah, the finish of this match was excellent. They they do this transition out of the corner, where um, Swerve transition. He did the same transition in the Derby match where he rolls into the suplex, mm-hmm. suplex the guy onto the floor, um, and out of this sets him sets him up for the four fifty. AR hits him with the 450, and the entire time, Swerve is standing on the apron, looking the other way, like, yep, wrap that up, finish that up. <laughs> Fire, bro. His face, his facial expressions at the end of it, that, bro, he may as well just turned around like Nino and say, yeah, cancel that bitch. Right, like, right, right, it right. It was fire, man. Like, this was, bro, I am completely sold on this act, man. Adding AR Fox has been really, really good for him. It's perfect. All this missing is getting some gold around this man's waist. I'm ready for it, man. I still think that this is leading to him beating Orange Cassidy because they have they've they've continued to have Orange Cassidy in the storyline in little mm-hmm. ways. Um, yeah, I'm 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 very excited to see what else they do with this. I I think that this has been tremendous. I'm interested to see what they uh, announce for these guys at uh, concerning All In and All Out. Like, what's kind of uh what's going to happen moving forward? Are we going to see a cool tag match? Are we going to see a singles match with Swerve and Darby? Like, what's up? Yeah, I would assume we're probably going to get Swerve versus Darby on that card. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get Swerve and, and, and uh, AR Fox, Fox versus Nick Wayne and Darby as well. Which is pretty amazing. Like, if Nick Wayne yeah. gets to have a big moment in Wembley and I watched him at West Coast Pro for a year and a half and with 500 people, like, wow. 
you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, the other That's thing that, that this gets me excited for, because he did bash him, and we did see some blood. Is, um, I don't know if people realize this, but Swerve has a history as a deathmatch guy. Um, just off his Lucha, Lucha uh, stuff, and he can do deathmatches. People don't know this and, about Swerve. You got, you got Darby. I think that at some point we're going to get a big deathmatch match. Between Definitely. those two guys, I I don't I, I don't so know too. when, but I do think we're gonna he's gonna get in his death match back because I don't yeah. think AEW fans know that he can do that. It, people that just follow him from NXT definitely don't know he can do that. They don't know at all. There's one uh, he did like that maybe Cage of Death, the CZW death match. I remember mm-hmm. this was like before he was really swerve and swerve. He was when he was cooking over in there, and he did a match and he posted a picture of his back all tore up. Yes. Disgusting. Yes. I like yes. that. I always think of that. But I'm like, this fool is nasty. But yeah, people do not know that. And of course, that infamous match with uh, AR Fox as you know in in Lucha Underground with yes. their death match there. So I definitely think that's going to come into play here. But people keep talking about MJF and Max, but I'm mean, MJF and uh, Adam Cole. But yo, Darby and Swerve and AR and Nick Wayne are cooking up their own great story too. Yeah, I. Again, I really think that's the highlight of Dynamite for me. Um, but yeah, great, great Dynamite. I think we had a, a lot of good developments. We did get that stinger of um, after this wild six-man match that I did not <laughs> think that after you get this big news of the Elite resigning that that's going to be the match they're in on that night, on the 200th episode. But this ended mm-hmm. up being a really fun match. Um, we did get to see Jeff Jarrett hit the Young Bucks pose. Like There were some things out of this that I liked. We yeah we got a lot of shenanigans we got a lot of people jumping in we got the hangman cameo, um, yeah I thought this was uh I thought them cutting the promo afterwards and like I said mentioning collision. I I seen how they did that I saw they mentioned collision and then moments later we got the punk vignette where he's talking about the X and talking about being world champion I was like, I see what y'all doing, I see what's going on here interesting things happening there i i, I was uh, when that when they did that promo because they usually do that's the elite after show promo mm-hmm. you know with like kenny coming and saying thanks to the crowd and all i was like why are they doing this on the show but then when he said the collision part i was like oh yeah i see very interesting <laughs> very, interesting. very yeah. interesting thing we definitely have came a long way from even a few months ago of like it felt like it was going to be different things going on. Like I'd never thought in, in a million years we were going to be talking about the Bucks and FTR just be kind of, kind of like guilty by association type stuff. But Hey, yeah, here we go. I, I think we were all a little bit leery of this brand split talk. Like, Oh, what does this mean? Or uh, if this means that these guys won't ever interact, now it's working so far. The, the, yep. the, I think the product, like I said, is the hottest it's been this year. Um, this week, I think they did a lot of really good things. A lot of things worked. I mean, just small things like Punk coming out and cutting the promo and, and they having that, that long wide shot of him standing in front of the crowd with the, mm-hmm. I'm a collision guy on the back of his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Man, look, I'm in, bro. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I love it. The easy way to get Phil. Y'all knew how to get Phil. Like, There's a couple of elements we can get him. Give CM Punk a new Collider shirt, uh, put them in front of the Colliders, and have everybody go ham, and we'll be late. Yeah, bro. Again, I've been wanting this guy to go heel for a while. I don't right. think he's going to go. He's going to be a full-on heel for some time. No. 
but I just think everything he's doing right now is genius. He's given us kind of the greatest hits of his career, as well as giving people reasons to boo him. He's doing copious <laughs> amounts of trolling with the Hogan stuff. I love it, man. That's great. <laughs> Yes, no collisions tonight. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of super chats before we uh, slide on out of here. Uh, Roddy Piper says, Roddy Pipe Her. Don't forget. Know exactly what it is. You're wild for that, that screen name. What, uh, what a screen <laughs> name. <laughs> got time for a battle royal. Roddy Piper says, got time for a battle royal, but not Trish versus Becky. Yeah, I don't really agree mm. with it, but money, yeah. money, you know, like they paid for that. You know, we would rather see Patricia and Becky, but it is what it is. Uh, Chris Alston says, is it me or is this SummerSlam scene uneventful? I feel like I could miss this PLE and be okay. There's no exc- excitement to me. Also, treat women better. Yeah, it kind of feels like I, th- with, I don't think a lot of people think that Roman's going to lose. You know, yeah. and that that plays a big factor. Like, if it, it, it feels like it's we're gonna get this again. Like, it'll be great. They'll have some moments, but it's like at the end of the night, Roman's gonna be having the belt. So, right. yeah, I, I think if you're still very much into the bloodline stuff, there's plenty to be excited for with that. Um, I I do think Jay's losing, but I I do think that if you're one of those bloodline super fans, there's plenty to be excited for. Yeah. If it's bloodline, if it's bloodline time, you're like, oh, this pay per view is about to satisfy everything. But if it's like we've kind of seen it before, and you want, you're expecting something totally different. Uh, I don't think I, people are going out of yeah. their way to kind of tune in for it. I do think the matches are going to deliver because I mean, we do have three of the better women's wrestlers in a triple threat. I do think that match is going to be good. I do think Gunther is going to be Gunther because Gunther's been delivering every time they put him on a pay per view. Um, I, I think it's going to be good, and I do think. And- that the, the Finn not, match this time is going to be better than the Night of Champions match. Well, money and the match. But. Not for nothing, I'm going to shoot the World Wrestling Entertainment some bell. A few years ago, really? man. Yes, I am. A few years ago, when they would have a big pay-per-view match or a big SummerSlam or WrestleMania, it'd be filled with so much bullshit, and Goldberg would be here, and Braun Strowman, and all kind of random bullshit. But they've gotten to, like, it's their stars. It's the history of their st- like Trish couldn't even get on the show. Like that's how dedicated they are to to what's current and what's the future. So I do want to give them props for that because there was a long time where it felt like they weren't trying to yeah, push it, any yeah. superstars at all. Yeah, it was all part timers, <laughs> all you know, legend guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that. But I you mean, know? again, I I think that WWE, whether you like their product or not, they're they're hot, man. They're selling yeah. tickets. They're doing really really well. So I do, I do. It is, it's going to be a great show. Like they, yeah. they have been consistently putting on great show. At the end of the night, people be like, oh, was, they did it, you know? So, yeah, I think the, the, the biggest knock I have on it is the women's matches. But other than yes. that, I, I think SummerSlam is going to be good. Yeah. Margov says, uh, Variety reported Michael Cole and Barrett on Raw and Cole will be on Raw and SmackDown with Kevin Patrick and Graves. Maybe TV deal related. Fox ain't paying anymore. Paying more. When was this new? Is this new that they announced since we've been on the show that Michael Cole's going to be doing double duty now? I I didn't see it. Um, it must be new. I know that Michael Cole is like he's like a producer for them too. So like when he isn't like if he isn't on whatever show he's on, like he's still like producing in the back. So I mean it wouldn't be like the craziest thing in the world for him to be on both shows type of like you need to you somebody can't do it you might as well do it yourself type deal yeah 
Uh, Anime Otaku says, Chris Statlander should get everything. Her promo last night was fantastic. Also, how do half Asian women wrestlers look so good with the buzz cut? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Every time the a, a Asian woman wrestler shaves her head, it just works. Yeah, shout out to Shotzi, man. I thought shout out to Shotzi. She did a really cool thing for her sister. I thought she looked great last night. Um, shout out there. Uh, yes, boy says, how are they able to fly Roderick Strong to all these towns while he's wearing a neck brace? I'll be mad, too. I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> Roderick Strong with the neck brace. Nobody even remember why you're in the neck brace, Roddy Strong. But I like the dedication to the crap. Uh, Tim Gordon says, how do y'all think Jack is going is doing as a heel? His promos still need work, but I love his physical comedy. Talking about his formerly Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. I think the stuff with Jack this week was really funny. Uh, the promo mm-hmm. stuff, like he said, still needs work. But I think him running out of the ring and trying to hide behind that little girl was really, really funny. <laughs> yeah, no. <it's- laughs> I'm liking I'm liking everything that he's done. Like, yeah, exactly. I think the promos are the only thing, but I think everything else, the presentation and how he's presented himself, is has been pretty good. Yeah, no, I I joked that he uh he did the Nino from uh. <laughs> he did the Nino. He picked up a girl and tried to run away. Uh, <laughs> It's the second, uh, second uh, New Jack uh, reference in one episode. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> New Jack City, baby. Uh, Jake Salazar said they had Nick Wayne looking like Invincible. They did, man. They had <laughs> it. Did look like they was trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> they taught him a lesson. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say they they succeeded. <laughs> D. Laura says they waited till Elite resi- resigned to begin story. Um. Yeah, maybe I do think that they need to iron some stuff out. Maybe it's some negotiation stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm excited they're staying, man. I'm excited for what this means for the company. Right. And last super chat of the day. Yes, boy says, it was crazy seeing how easy Crawford made it look last week. So many picks Spence and had me second guessing, bud. Gentlemen, Jake or Nate for tonight. I would hope that Nate Diaz proves it, pulls it out because he's a professional fighter. The Stockton slap. He has the, the, the world of the Diaz uh, reputation kind of representing on this. <laughs> so I hope that he does it. And, uh, but you know, Jake Paul, not for nothing, can, you know, for an amateur and for the, how many fights he's had, he's a pretty talented boxer. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Nate, I think I want Nate to win, but I get the feeling Jake's going to win. Yeah, because um, the MMA guys doing boxing has not worked out since then. Like even the like Anderson no. Silva boxing, it wasn't like when he was doing MMA. It's just so different. So, uh, yeah, I like I said, I want Nate to win, but I don't think he's going to. But yeah, definitely agree. I was sitting there the whole time, like I cannot believe Spence is getting beat like this, uh, <laughs> and Crawford just made it look effortless, man. Like it was really, really a wild fight, really entertaining fight. Um, World class boxing showcase for sure. Yeah. It's not going to be like that tonight. Like, do not no. expect that same fight in this main event. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Super Chats. Thanks, everybody, for sending in Super Chats. Uh, I don't know if we have any more Humper Chats. Uh, subscribing, liking, tuning in, sending regular comments, too. You guys are very active throughout our three hours, always just kind of uh, helping us further along this podcast. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. We got... Three more Humper Chats, I think, and okay. we're going to get out of here. Um, from uh, Board 2 to 630, um, who would you who who would have thought wrestling would be all high school drama? No way <laughs> would an industry based on ego, narcissism, and vanity be all kinds of toxic. Um, 
I say fools just need to smoke a bowl and sit up. Seriously. Um, just pass the bong around the locker room. Yeah. Cla- Claudio in that door was nuts. Hope Sue had some insurance. Yeah. I think the way they played off the first parking lot fight and having like this feel good moment with Sue the first time around. And so that way, when you came back and did this one, the ultimate heel move would be to, to um, mess with Sue, to pull Sue out of that car and destroy mm-hmm. the car. Really, really good stuff. Great man. work. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, from Nelson Muntz, Amazing Red was on TNA and it's moved. The code red is used almost every week on TV. Also, Jake, don't get mad. If Punk gets Roosh on collision, then I won't hate it. It means Punk finally uses his powers for good once. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get into the influence talk again. I just, I do think Lefisto has influenced wrestlers in a lot yeah. of ways that, you know, beyond average, fucking moves. Average average fans are just not going to talk about, man. And I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I do not know if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, <laughs> the lock, Nalox one girl, I think that's how you pronounce this? Um, sorry if you already um, discussed this, but wanted to shout out ESPN's 30 Under 30 and Young Wrestlers Killing It across promotions, completely unrelated. Shout out to Jeff Hardy on GCW last night. Super cool moment and promo. Um, I didn't see the Jeff Hardy stuff on uh, GCW. But Me neither. Cool. Um, he's, he's wrestling Blake Christian. Um, really? Sounds awesome. You just see that? No, I didn't. I was at the Hit Slam show. Oh man, I gotta look that up after this. Yeah, yeah he had a, he had a uh, stare down with, uh, with Blake and he had a promo um, so it seems like that's probably going to be the match coming up. Um, Sweet. That's again, I didn't, I didn't watch it, so I can't give the full blow by. Yeah. Blow. Before we get out of here, how did you feel about this uh, little ESPN list that set the world on fire? It team. I understand. Oh, we I, talked I, about it the other night, and we had a pretty good laugh about it. <laughs> I understand. Like, the, I mean, you know, ESPN is a big outlet, right? Yes, you know, you know what Mark- time it is. Mark is great at what he does. He does great interviews. That's Mark is also, if you don't know, the guy that did the the latest CM Punk interview that was at Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Sports Illustrated, but ESPN. Um, uh, mixing up Sports Illustrated and ESPN. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he also did the ESPN interview um, around the time Collision debuted. Um, he's great. Um, I thought uh, I thought he did a good job of trying to get somebody from all kinds of promotions on this list, whether it be stardom, mm-hmm. um, indie promotions, AEW, WWE, um, Impact. Impact, yeah, everybody. I, I, I thought he had a very good uh, variety of, of talent in this thing, but having Dom in the top five is nuts. Seriously. Like, having Dom in the top five or the top 30 wrestlers under 30 is nuts. He's I, the biggest heel in WWE, Phil. What do you mean? But top five, though? No, oh, I feel about it. Top five. Some Girl of the guys. Some of the guys that he was over, I can't. I can't agree with, man. I just don't agree. Uh, My homie, the most egregious thing, honestly, for me was the homie Dan Garcia being at, like, number 29 or something. And it's like, you mean to tell me. 28 people in here cooking harder than Daniel Garcia. Yeah. F him, off. Him being top five. Logan Paul being on the list is highest. Like, Logan is. Paul can't be on the list, dude. Like, I know what you're saying and doing, but no. Yeah, nah. That, that, though, some of the placements was, was more of my problem than anything. But as but someone who makes lists, I get it. Like, no, I can't. Have fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it's a list. It's, it's it's for people to do what we do and debate and talk about these things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I just saw Dom top five, and I was like, whoa. 
Hold on a minute. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Austin Theory top three was also a little bit much, but the guy did just beat Cena. Beat John Cena. I mean, I get it in some ways. I mean, I mean, but we do have like Braun Breaker on there. Um, we do had a lot of guys that deserve the spots. I was I was a little sad that Rhea. we did we didn't get Willow in the top thirty because I do mm-hmm. think she should be there. She's only twenty nine. Um, but yeah, speaking of guys that top thirty under thirty, we saw two of those guys have a fantastic match. I'm not a big NXT guy, but Dragonoff versus uh, Mello was fire. If you have not seen it, if you're not an NXT fan, at least watch this. I thought this was Mello's best match as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Told a very good story of him kind of surviving Dragon off throughout Some the of those spot that power bomb he took. Uh, Melo tried to catch him with the leg drop off the ropes, and Dragon off just power bombed the life out of him. Yo, <laughs> Dragon off was bringing the fight to him, and I think, like I said, the great the great thing about the storytelling they did. This is the guy that beat Gunther for the, right. the NXT UK title, mm-hmm. and he just had to drop it. The because bad he got bad mf'er. Yeah, he had he had to drop the title because he got injured. So he never lost that belt. He mm-hmm. he not only beat Gunther, but he never lost. Mm-hmm. And so he came into this match and man, he gave Melo everything, man. And Melo yeah. just showed a lot of toughness. He survived. Um, and they left it open ended enough with the way that he won the match that they could do a rematch. I could very easily see Dragonoff being the guy that beats Melo. Yeah. Um, this was this was very very good match, man. I think he could be the one to meet Melo too. But yo, put this guy in Imperium, man. He needs to be up there. This guy can work like no other. He enlists emotion in a match. Like I like it's rare that people can do what he does just off facials and strikes and uh, selling. It's like yo, this guy is an exceptional pro wrestler, and it was on display here against Melo. Melo has been doing amazing. I think he's yeah. taking. Uh, great into the NXT championship role after that. So they're now teasing that or not really teasing, but uh trick. They had a promo where trick was like, I need to go out on my own. I need to do this. And I'm not into it. Bill. I think I, I like that. I think them, them, I think they're much stronger as a unit is what I'm saying. Like, I think trick, they, it's potential that they both could get lost in the shuffle, honestly, without the other. Um. Yeah. I wonder what this means. Cause of course we did get a, uh... Uh, Hurt Business 2.0. That's not what they're called. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, loosely. yeah. I did see uh, that from SmackDown. Bobby uh, is officially uh, teaming with uh, Doc, who is now cleaned up. And I saw people say that he's got the uh, <laughs> he's got the Martin Luther King fresh cut now. <laughs> he's, he's clean. Got the got the church suit on. He looked great. Um, and they looked great. The three of them looked great together. But um, before this happened, Bobby also met with Mello and Trick. And so I don't know what that means. I don't know. Does that mean that Trick might come up and join them? Does that mean that when if Mello drops the belt, that Mello might come up and join him and Trick might stay on NXT? I don't know what that means. Um, I thought the way that they handled their their split, loosely split, um, was really good, though. I thought yeah. the whole idea of them staying friends and him coming to him like straight up and saying, look, I just need to do my own thing. It wasn't a jealousy thing. It wasn't none of that. It was just like, no, nah, I just want to do my own thing. What you're doing is great. You're going to continue to do great things, but I need to go my own way. And I thought right. that was a good story beat, um, mm-hmm. especially with the way that Melo won, because you could argue that if Dragunov did not go for that spot on Trick and get hit by the belt, maybe Dragunov ends up winning that match. He's mm-hmm. one mistake away from losing from from losing that match, and that's what I'm saying. I really think they're going to go back to that match. It's open-ended enough where I think Dragunov is going to come back for that belt. Right. Um, 
but I don't know. I I I don't mind the split, but if they go somewhere interesting with it, I'm fine with it. Seems like they're also setting up uh, Melo versus Wesley as well. Right. Wesley uh, officially lost the title to Dom. Dom won with some shenanigans. They're, mm-hmm. they're probably going to move on to Dom versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Yep. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them splitting them up, but again, you got to have the follow-up. If this means Melo's coming up, great. If this means they have plans for Trick, great, but if not, yeah, then yeah, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, that's how I, I feel too. Yeah, I don't know, but man, it can't say I can't be too upset with how they followed it up. Um, I think Melo definitely needed a big win. Yeah, because you you had him take two losses to Finn Balor, so he needed a big win like this, a big gutsy win like this, where he had to survive somebody that is a killer like like uh, Dragunov. Um, and he came out of the match I thought looking really good. Yeah, it was a it was a great display uh, for Melo to get a big win over Dragonoff, who has been a force to be reckoned with. But yeah, if they run it back or like I said, send Dragonoff up there to the main roster because I think he's fucking ready for it, then mm-hmm. I'm with it. Yeah, and I I did see Dragonoff was like he doesn't want to join Imperium, but yeah, even if he doesn't join Imperium, get this guy up, send him up right. there. I mean, and even if you're gonna make him champion, man. Give us the matches. Give us give us Dragonoff versus Tyler Bate. Get us the yeah. Nathan Frazier matches. Get all of the cool matches out Dragon of Dragon Lee. First. Yes. Get mm-hmm. all of the cool matches first and then move them up to the main roster. Facts. So, yeah, it was cool to see Dragonoff on the on the top 30, uh, under 30 as well, because he definitely deserves it. Right. But, yeah, some of the placements, some of the people that were left off, but that's just going to happen. With it happens. You can't yeah. expect any. I didn't, that, that wasn't the wildest part to me. It was like, yeah, of course they're going to rank WWE and people yeah, the highest in AEW. Because they have the most exposure. It's ESPN. Yeah, like, it's not like this is an app that covers a lot of indie wrestling. So you're not going to see some of those guys at the top of the list. You're going to see all of the WWE guys. Right. So, yeah. Shout out to Mark. Um, yep, yep. But I think that was our last Humper chat. Uh, come on, reload, reload, reload. Um, <laughs> yep, that was it. That was our last Humper chat. Um, as always, man, appreciate you guys for coming through, sending us your super chats, your Humper chats, um, sitting listening to us talk randomly about hip hop or whatever every week. And um, you can catch me tonight because I will be doing the post show for SummerSlam with Denise. Hey, my homies are getting together tonight. Wow. Shout yeah, out to my I, som- I sometimes think about that tweet uh, where Denise was like, uh, hey, man, Phil was really cool when I met him in All Out. Maybe I'll scheme to, to steal your friends now. And she's like effectively kind of stole totally Will's friends. It. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do the podcast on th- Wednesdays, I think about that. I'm like, well, she she did it. She kind of effectively like <laughs> schemed and stole Will's friends. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, check, check us out Shout out to tonight. our friend Denise. Just had an amazing time at the Taylor Swift concert. I'm sure she's still glowing. So, yes. It, yeah. Back Tune in so tonight fly. to the homies. Yeah, and uh, of course, if you are also excited for All In, your boys will be hosting that post show for All In. Um, afternoon wrestling can't beat it. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's well, it's gonna be like one p.m. or something for me over here. So should be great. Should be great, but you know, you know the vibes, man. This has been Grapsy, man. Appreciate you guys as always. I'm Phil Lindsay. It's Righteous Reg. Peace. We'll be back at you Saturday. Peace. Or Thursday for Ask Rhapsody.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.